0: And there we are. There we are. There I am. Hello, humans. Welcome to Power Report Live. Uh, this is episode 49 of your Power Report. I'm Dan from the internet. Welcome to this Thursday edition, Power Report Live, as I think I just said. I believe I just said. But uh, yeah, this, this is going to be a good one. I'll be joined by Caesar in just a moment. We made it seize. Uh, and we're going to be doing a lot of the things. I mean, of course, <coughs> assuming there's no like mad breaking news which uh, tends to happen um, in our case sometimes but assuming there's no like mad breaking news we're going to get to a lot of the stuff I didn't unfortunately get to during the last episode where we did a lot of coverage surrounding the end of the January 6th hearings and so one thing we'll be doing in that regard let me get my rundown up here also, uh, chat, talk, feel free, um, want to hear how you're doing, what you're doing, make a Twitch account if you don't have one already, uh, want to talk to you, want to hear how you're doing, want to hear how your day is going, just talk about each other's days, there will be times where like, um, I'll just be kind of chilling out for my own sanity and for everyone else's, and I'll just be playing some video games, and we'll just be kind of talking, uh, but we're going to be starting with some news, we'll start with some funny stuff here, and I do have some funny clips here while I'm beginning, uh, but thankfully, I don't have to segue any longer because I think Cease is here. Let me just get him set up. Cease, how you doing? What's good? I, I've managed to make you not live, um, so you'll be on in just a moment. So get, get, get out all those terrible things you usually say uh, before, before we go live. Trust me, I'm, yeah, I'm not recording or anything. That, that'd be too smart of me to remember.
1: Uh, yeah, so we re- really just started two minutes ago, so you didn't miss too much.
0: I will ask all the how you're doing shit once set up an OBS, which will be in 3, 2, 1 skis. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Cool. Here's Caesar, everyone.
2: Hey, hey. So, um, let us
0: discuss how... How are you feeling? Like l- like like in the like in the Jerry curls we got going on here. Thanks,
2: man. You know, it's all about you know. Shout out to my boy Jerry out here. <laughs> um, I've been good. You know, just day day to day things, taking care of you know, uh, um, day to day struggles as we all are in this country. Um, trying to convince myself the recession is real, and like my president. Um, uh, man, you know, just day to day, man.
0: <laughs> Not hard to convince yourself. I could pull up the article in just a second. Um, no, 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 but like, I listen to my, I listen to 46.
2: I don't know about you. 46 is my dog.
0: <laughs> it's, I, I, whatever drugs they're putting Joe Biden on to believe the economy's doing fine or whatever. Give me some of those. Those would be great.
2: Those that he was like this in a video.
0: I mean, both Biden and Trump are looking kind of horrendous this today. They
2: bo- both of their Botox was and The Botox they both got was just off the chain. <laughs> oh my god! If if you. If you could like chat message me, if you can
0: find those on Twitter and chat message me so I could bring them up, um, why like vamp Absolutely. a little bit, that would be awesome. Absolutely. Um, because I, I think we need to compare that for the audience a little bit just on screen here. But yeah, All for right. those of you in chat, let, let us know how you're doing, let us know how your days were. Um, I did say I was gonna have bring my rundown up here, and I was correct. Um, we're not gonna be talking about the Democrat shadow primary. We can speculate to some people who might throw their hat into the ring if, um, you know, uh sleepy Uncle Bo talks Joe Biden, uh, decides not to run again, and because he's been going here, going there, um, I have some excellent, excellent schadenfreude uh, about Kyle Kalinske and how his fans are tearing him a new a-hole uh, over yet another Joe Rogan defense video. This is a brand new one this week. I'm not I'm not recycling old content here i didn't get a chance to even uploading fish through the last PowerPoint episode and go to the old video and clip that out before homeboy post another one so we're going to go through that banger and um real talk not a lot of people not enough people are talking about the britney griner thing and then uh right wingers are starting to turn this into a really ghoulish sort of effort where charlie kirk essentially And I'm willing to stick my neck out and say this. Charlie Kirk is effectively saying that Brittany Griner should rot indefinitely in a Russian jail. Mm. It's not too far to go off of that. We'll we'll get the tweets in a moment. But we have a lot to talk about, just general news overall. Um, I am really excited. Hopefully there's a cat appearance. There are often cat appearances on the stream.
2: Actually, speaking of that, we're here waiting. Look waiting at her that!
0: Spot. Look at that! Let me, let, let me, let me. Oh, oh! She's like the
2: camera. No. She
0: she no, she's in the camera. She's in the camera. She knows okay. her
2: labor laws. She's not down. I, I messaged you on Discord this wonderful picture of Joe Biden off the Yowserbubs, as Bam would say. Oh hell yeah! Let me open that up real fast. Joe Biden went from sleepy Joe to woke Joe. My man is up right now. He's on. He's on all. He, he I think Joe Biden's low-key sponsored by Ghost pre-workout you know he's getting that ghost pre-workout in. he was super super eyes wide open for that video oh man he was tired of being called sleepy joe (laughs) let's get that p.i.p on (laughs) and then uh, our boy trump and that i was excited to watch that trump uh um press conference whatever the hell you want to call that and my man was half awake for that i was like if he's, tech, if he's checking out, I'm checking out. What's going on here? No, we we're going gonna to have to roll the Trump picture. That is... <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. First of all, this is a fair and balanced podcast, so... Um, <laughs> true, I, don't true, want, true. I don't want to be accused of any false biases or any narratives like that. This is
2: a bipartisan
1: podcast.
0: This is a tripartisan podcast. I got some shit yes. for Andrew Yang, too. Good yep. lord, dude. We're having yeah. a day and a half. Um... <laughs>
2: Oh God, Mr. Bodega himself, huh?
0: Uh, Schlong COVID is trending on Twitter because of Tucker Carlson. Can't wait. Um, love it, exciting, exciting stuff. Hold on, I'm trying to get the Trump photo. Oh, but let let me let me do what I promised for the audience. Get the Biden photo up.
1: Like in
0: the background. Live producing, baby. It's great. So here we go. That's today on the right.
2: Yeeza. My man is. Foo. My boy is. I heard someone. He's on that, he's on that uh, woke, af bucked up pre-workout. You get that at GNC right now. <laughs> I heard
0: someone say that.
2: I think he got his eyelids done.
0: I heard someone say good on him for making it. I mean, you say he got his eyelids done, but his eyelids just look worse. So, like i don't know but
2: i know eyelashes eyelids, eyelids. I the eyebrows skin, he the eyelids he's like let me get those like up and then shoot them so they stick in there
0: up 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 like it's stuck right so like his, his eyelids are definitely up like it's stuck that that that's horrendous today trump wasn't looking too hot as well let me see if i can get these photo roonies.
2: um trump. yeah you know what Honestly, dude, let me let us be Biden's campaign manager. I would just have him wear those aviators sunglasses everywhere. Indoors, he's wearing aviator sunglasses. Like, uh, aviator sunglasses all the time. He would low-key be a little bit cooler. Like, than this right here, it's passable.
0: Here we oh go. Oh, my
2: God. Is that real?
0: Yeah. Choose your fighter. Yo. Choose your fighter,
2: dude. Oh, uh, dude. What? <laughs>
0: Welcome to the worst eye exam ever. 1 2
2: Why one, we, why we got none of the ugly presidents, or two. man. They, they were they, we got a, we had a real cutie handsome with Obama. We just went super downhill from there. We were like, let's get the ugly guys back in.
0: <laughs> I find not a single president maybe even
2: Nah, come on, dog. Obama, Obama had a little charm. He had some dips too. You get the waves in a little bit. I'm like, okay, Obama, I'll see you, dog.
0: Yeah, he was uh, one of the more attractive, more magazine-ready uh, war criminals yes. that, that America's possibly yes. put out, sure. Um,
2: yes. I'm separating his attraction and his war crimes. Relax.
0: <laughs> fine, fine. I, I suppose that's allowed. Chat, let us know what you think on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, these, the, these, are, these are our options. This is how America falls. Fiddles, burns. Um, no, fiddle, burn. I don't know. Both are interchangeable. I wanted to play i don't know this is a little bit of self-adulation but i like this st- i want to start these things kind of fun a little bit also since like people are just like still kind of joining and i want to post this to twitter as well that i'm live no, for sure. um but i want to play a video from audio face check us out on the youtube channel youtube.com audio face pod but this was i don't know if you saw this the plane crash in huntington beach no awesome then, Not in my
2: favorite city in California. What happened?
0: Awesome. Then you're gonna love this next clip that I'm about to set up here right now, because Sharky's
2: there was okay. <laughs> <Blame>. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you know, all I care about is Baja Sharkies. That's the main yes. deal. That's that, that's down in Newport, right? Anyways, um, if they want to sponsor the
2: show, Pound Sand. Uh... <laughs> Early on, the second week of the live show, we're telling uh, Sharkies to pound sand. hell yeah, no, that's <laughs> a, this is the kind of show I want to be on. Let's go.
0: <laughs> I, I still need to, I'm still down to play Valorant later, and we need to go over Twitch rules while we do
2: that. Absolutely. Let's do it.
0: Okay, but first, uh, let's play a little bit of a clip from the Audio Phase podcast-rooney here. Related to the plane crash.
3: Uh, hmm. Yeah, there are none.
0: So, um context sean's gonna talk here about his uh being in flight school stuff so uh that's a little bit of that Lose. holy shit Show off. yeah there's just a uh, two quick,
3: quick face yeah um it's been a while has been a while yeah eight minutes I,
0: I i i get the sense you're a little busy this the context about, about this is important like like yeah, why why isn't exactly playing the flight stuff so you understand like why weeks, basically, basically he has his like test for his exam day. and stuff but He's so gonna I'm explain studying. some Maybe stuff about flying, can, and then he's gonna explain can, to us so what happened. For that also, our reactions just wrong. Um, how so long that. is the written like? Are we talking like an written is ACT? not long. There's it's only
3: sixty. It's, it's ACT prep. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is low key because you need to score as high as possible. So it's sixty questions, but it could be out of a uh, possible like twelve hundred questions that they can give you. So I don't know. And then the fucking written That is not written. The the, the, uh, the check rides are long. Like my check ride for my private was eight hours, and I wanted to shoot myself.
0: Check ride is that just like when someone else just rides with
3: you? Or well, that's when like... you get your. That's when you get your license. Oh. Yeah. so right. that's I like Got my private was in May, and then this one's gonna be instrument rating. So right. any rating you get, you have a check ride you have to do, and then that's when I like want to kill myself. Cause shits so stressful. Well, um, yeah, that's eight hours. Seems really intense, but um. Yeah, Ripper Rooney. As long as I don't tow a banner and crash into the beach in Huntington, then we're fine. And that's cool. Did you it's see that, by to... the way? No. That literally happened yesterday. What? <laughs> that, uh, a banner tow literally crashed in the middle of the water at the beach. I'm not kidding. Arbitrary, junior sca- lifeguard...
0: Arbitrary scale Huntington
3: Beach Disasters. Because there's yeah, that. I'm like a... There's that. There's I'm pretty the pretty sure it was at Huntington. I'm like 90% oh, yeah. sure it was at Huntington. There was a Anybody junior that? lifeguard event going on. We're going to watch the report. So, like, thousands of, like, junior lifeguards were there, and they just all swarmed into the water. <laughs> I can't junior lifeguards help
0: a rescue pilot after a small plane crash in Huntington. Uh,
3: oh, it is isn't an HP, yeah.
0: Um, I mean, I have the ability to do this now, so you want to just watch the, watch the news report for fun? Uh, yeah, why yeah. not? Why not? Yeah, screw it. Uh, give me, like, uh, 15 seconds to set this up.
2: Hey, you see that?
3: Yep, are you here? great
2: this? idea, the Hell yeah, up, man? Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: We're perverts. <laughs> you really are.
1: dun <laughs> dun <laughs> <laughs> oh, in my face Good evening,
4: everyone. I'm Carolyn Johnson. Colleen Williams <laughs> yes. has the night off. A pilot is recovering tonight after the plane he was flying crashed into the water at Huntington Beach. Lifeguards immediately. I'm just, just trying to figure out why you crashed
3: in the, in the water. You never want to do a la- water landing.
4: Right like what you have all that beach. Just do
3: soft landing, bro. You're in a fucking old ass Cessna. <laughs> have fun with it.
2: My man really tried to try well, to get that boat about- on the water. It,
0: okay, so th- uh Sean will explain this later, but it's, it's like a pilot rule. You're not supposed to land the boats on the. or not sorry. You're not supposed to land the planes on the water.
2: Yeah. Did you know that? No, that's insane. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. Why would you ever do that? So, then why do they put life rafts on the plane? What do you mean? Like, oh, why would they do that? Like, like yeah, like the,
0: the doors are inflatable. Like, obviously, they plan for you to. Crash in water. You no, know, well, you can't crash on land or water. Is to
2: never do it, but they do it just in case you're you're F, uh, was it effed uh, out of luck. Then you gotta do it. You know, like, at least hey, you gotta at least have the precaution because if it does happen, you don't want to just be terminally done for. <laughs> so if you can make inflatables in there, it's fine. But yeah, you're you're definitely supposed to avoid all that. Like, yeah, they want you to land in the freeway before you land in the ocean. They don't want
0: you to know that you can land on the sand. They'll have you land in the ocean. They'll have you well, land John on the said freeway.
2: Sand. I was a little scared when he said that. I'm like, damn, on well, the sand. That sounds horrible.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. There's there's more.
4: About what happened? And she's live now. Oh, week. god damn. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <Wow. laughs> well, hey, man. Left of that small plane right there. <laughs> Our crew is taking it apart so that they can take it. Wait,
2: right, wait, wait. My just... going <laughs> to be so high. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Keep, we're we're going to keep digging. We're going to keep digging. Just wait.
3: Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> hey, man! Uh that's tough. that could be a like, t- way, so the ticket. Yeah, the FAA can have their, have their quota. <laughs> so and what had be... happened was. <laughs> now now here's my question.
4: Case,
3: but... What? Here's my question. Does the ban- Does the company that did the banner do they get the banner back, or do they have like an insurance on the banner?
0: Oh, oh wait! Oh my God! I need I need to we we need to get to the part of the story with the banner. Hold on, hold on. This is I'm, I'm already enjoying this too much.
2: Trying to ask important things.
4: <laughs> As for that pilot, two junior lifeguards here t- tell us that they were one of the first in the water to help him out, and they're glad he survived.
1: It's
2: going into the water. It's going into the, oh, the water, guys. Oh shit! Oh,
0: Damn, that'd be so. See that Huntington Beach oh, City Junior God. Lifeguard. Pause. Pause it. Oh. Dude! <laughs> you see the reaction of that? Because he was like...
4: ...in the water to help him out, and they're glad he survived. It's going into the water. It's going into the, oh, shit. It's going
2: the water, guys. Oh, oh dude! <laughs> oh, dude! My reaction exactly. Hey, yo, this man's wildin'.
4: <laughs> the Beach City Junior lifeguard. Pause.
2: Pause it. Oh, dude! <laughs>
0: You, you you either get Sig Heil or Oh Dude in Huntington Beach. There's absolutely
3: no in between.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like how his report? camera
2: goes from face. Yeah, Sean Sean making some um suspect hand signs over there in the audio face uh picture after talking about a Sig Heil right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh <Uh-oh. Uh-oh>. conspiracy. <laughs> Investigate Sean
0: Caesar Jones on the st- on the scoop.
2: I'm on the scoop. I'm going to go investigate Sean in person. I'm going to go over to this house right now.
0: Oh, Lord. <laughs> powerport investigates. My dream.
2: Power, power, powerport on the case right now.
3: Seeing one way to the face and the other way, midway. Alright as an impact.
4: It's Jake and Aiden tell us they were watching- <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: Jake and Aiden, I can't. I can't. <laughs> we're um, never going to make it through
0: this
2: that's video. Cool. <laughs> See, how you doing? i can't even i can't that you you asked curly and 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 mo one of the three stooges for the what's going on here the two uh oh my god dude (laughs) mom both of them had like bucket um caps on or something i don't know what you call those
0: but but uh, so (laughs) see you gotta understand so like there was a this plane crash happened to happen this guy was advertising for tequila brand his plane clearly crashed right in Huntington Beach as a junior lifeguard competition was happening. Hell yeah. So these junior lifeguards, Blake and Aiden... Let me not be racist. Let me get their names right. I'm sorry.
2: Right,
3: as Travis an and Chad.
4: It's Jake and oh, Aiden, okay. tell us... Jake and Jake Aiden.
0: Aiden. There you sorry, go. I'm so Jake sorry. And Jake and Aiden. I was really close. You know, Jake, DeShonda, very similar. Um, like- like,
2: right now, they're like, dude, we're so funny. That's what they're thinking right now.
0: You you call those bucket hats? Those are swim caps, my dude.
2: They don't even cover your hair, though.
0: Yeah, a, a bucket. Well, I mean, arguably, depending on how you wear a butt. I'm just gonna play the video then. Yeah.
3: They were watching... <laughs> I am sorry Aiden <laughs> and I can't. I can't.
0: <laughs> we're never gonna make it through this video. <laughs> this video. This, is all this video uh, is just gonna be audio face. I'm so sorry for wasting your time.
4: <laughs> okay. Walking on the beach. Huntington Beach City Junior lifeguards Jake and Aiden tell us they were walking on the beach when this happened and jumped right in to help.
1: I have it on video.
4: Some beachgoers recorded the entire thing on a cell phone.
3: Jake goes, okay, run. So I start running towards the waterline where the plane is, and then he grabs a board, and I grabbed a board, um, and immediately just rushed out to the water.
4: According to the Federal Aviation Administration, a single-engine airplane crashed into the ocean in Huntington Beach just before-
3: No duh. For two this <laughs> afternoon. Read the whole report,
2: right?
0: It's like, yeah, we, we've we seen- we. We stayed through the top of the hour, through the commercials, through, like, the Ralph's ads, through the weather report, through all all the other dumb stuff for the plane crash, all right? Like, we we know what the goods are. You gave us the goods a minute and a half ago. We've been feeding our eyes this stuff, like, too late, buddy. He was
4: carrying a banner promoting a tequila brand.
0: 1,800 tequila, baby.
4: Oh hell, hey, 1800? Could be oh hell yeah! Eighteen hundred. Oh hell. Whoops. The, the FAA says the pilot was the only person on board and was rushed to the hospital. Jake describes him as a young man wearing a flannel shirt who is board and was rushed to the hospital.
0: Uh yeah. Of course, I tried to look
2: at the ambulance shot. We have the suspect
1: description. Ah. Uh. Can't. Jake
4: he looks, describes he's in one him piece. as a young man wearing a flannel he's shirt. He's all, all this when he
1: bent. got
3: on my board,
0: he The Dave Chappelle attacker got worse.
3: Like, he ass. had a small cut on his head. Other than that, I couldn't really tell, but I kept asking him. I was like, Hello, sir. Are you okay? Are you okay? Like, trying to go over. And we were just going over these things and captains uh, about trying to learn information about the person, what could have happened. And he wouldn't talk. He was just sitting there, like, frozen on the board.
4: Jake and Aiden explained that other lifeguards arrived soon after to pull yeah, out of the water. Yeah, because he knows he sees. Fucked. <laughs> Nearly 600 junior lifeguards are here taking part in a two day competition. But these boys never thought it would include a plane crash.
3: It's crazy, a plane crashing in the water. You don't expect it ever. And I'm just happy where you were in the right place at the right time.
4: Back out here live, you can see the crew's there working to remove this airplane and take it away. Now, no word on the condition of that pilot or his name. It appears as though the plane was based at Mm -hmm. the Compton Airport uh, and flew north to Malibu before making a U-turn and then coming south here to Huntington Beach, where it crashed. Reporting live in Huntington Beach this evening, Anusha Rasta, NBC4 News. Just an incredible...
2: Sean, 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 talking okay. about banner lives matter because you have I mean. banner
3: pickups there. <clears throat> um, that's hilarious! Holy shit!
0: <clears throat> yeah, so th- there's a lot of different disasters that have happened in Huntington Beach. You can take literally any pick you want. Um, th- arbitrary scale
3: tequila brands could also be a good one. Hmm. That's a good one. You, you, don't,
0: you don't drink a lot of tequila, and tequila is absolutely. Uh, I understand.
3: Enemy. I I know. But, I mean, I understand tequila. Tequila is my absolute worst enemy. Like I literally will. Oh, I, drink, know. I will not drink it ever again. I've seen you. I've seen what happens when you drink tequila. <laughs> yeah, is
1: just a it's, it's straight um,
3: <laughs> Exactly. Anyways, <laughs> let me get the Patron.
0: Boca Raton. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> starting at so oh I'll, I'll i'll play the last bit of this because sean's reaction to the sand thing um you, you'll like caesar but there's some gold there so we'll, we'll, we'll keep
3: that but we'll really start oh my at... god that shit is funny that's good that's good. i'm just like we are literally taught the water is your last resort like if you can crash on the beach do it on the beach because you can at least land it on the beach it seemed like
0: there were a lot of people on the beach though
3: I don't give a fuck.
0: <laughs>
3: basically, <laughs> fuck him. <'em. laughs> it is. That's what I learned to do. If you see people in the way, they'll get out the way. Just do a nice soft field landing.
2: Uh, Sean's exposed. Someone call his. Uh, basically, uh, his fuck him. Right now. <laughs> someone call who? Someone call his flight instructor right now.
0: <laughs> it's, it's Sean's words they'll get out the way
2: yeah yo get out the way i mean it's fair there's a plane landing on the beach i don't know why you're just standing there
0: yeah um jordan ryan and chat on youtube says it's a softer landing in the water lol yes you're supposed to avoid crashing um on emergencies in general um yeah also landing on the beach would have killed people so hey the more you know
2: is landing on the water actually softer isn't like at a certain point like i don't want to say words i don't know like Is it like centrifugal force on my dad Like water can be like as hard as cement at a certain speed or something. So
0: I've definitely Uh heard about
2: that. I literally was able to graduate high
0: school without taking physics.
2: So I. (laughs) Long
0: Long Beach. Let's (laughs) go. I mean, I, I took a very, very in-depth chemistry class and I took AP bio, but. You had the option to not take physics and instead take, you know, any number of different sciences and I chose to Damn. do that because, um, listen, uh, physics, it's not up to my control. That's basically all I understand. Yeah. <laughs> all you yeah, yeah, need to yeah. understand.
2: You're, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter if you're a flat earth or anyway, so it's like whatever, you know? Exactly. Um, how you feeling about some news?
0: Let's hear what's going on in the world we live in. Oh God. Um... Actually, there might be some good news today. Might be some good news. Did you, hey, yo, what? Caesar, did you come on the show and expect to not get pissed off? Oh, no.
2: <laughs> I haven't even had dinner yet. What the hell, dog? <laughs>
0: Caesar,
2: Caesar. Caesar, you think I'm going to trick you in some
0: way by, like, buttering you up, or giving you, like, a slow roll to what I'm going to talk about? Why would I do that to you?
2: I feel I feel like I'm being set up, and um, I'm here for it. Let's just let's just let's do it.
0: Oh, oh no! So it looks like we have a little bit of información about a little bit of drama, actually, about the climate change bill and the tax bill. And a bill to combat inflation. Basically what that bill became. That Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer were able to work on. And they might have reached a deal in the Senate to be able to, you know, get something done for old Joe Brandon just before the midterms. It might be the boost that Democrats need. It'll be interesting. We're going to go through this Washington Post article uh, l- l- like we chillins. And it's going to okay. be fun. Okay? So, you see? You know? Okay. You little, thought...
2: No climate thought, change bill?
0: You thought. No, 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 no. Just le- let me kill that right now. No climate change bill. That's not happening. That ev- Let me tell you what's happening here. But this is a bill that might pass. So let's work with that. Okay. So this uh, article, New York Times, by Emily Cochran and Annie Carnies, uh says... Chuck Schumer, the majority leader, and Joe Manchin, the third, Democrat of West Virginia, were both nursing resentments when they met secretly in a windowless room in the basement of the Capitol last Monday to try to salvage a climate package that was a key piece of their party's agenda. Mr. Schumer was discouraged that Manchin had said he wasn't ready to do a deal this summer and might never be. Manchin was frustrated that Democrats had spent days publicly vilifying him for single handedly torpedoing their agenda. Oh, my God. That's great. Okay, so, like, rarely does the New York Times get kind of based, but, like, that's pretty
2: good. That, that, that's a phenomenal line.
0: It, it, and we, we may just be at the point where Manchin's individual filibustering of progress is just so obvious that even, like, the New York Times, like, the milk toast, very... Middle of the road, New York Times is actually on it, but like, that's amazing. You still upset, Mr. Manchin asks Schumer. I just, I hate how the New York Times does the whole like, Mr. thing. Super nice. You still
2: upset? You salty still? <laughs> Manchin asks Schumer in a windowless room. Low levels of energy efficiency, by the way. No wonder that cum bill is not going to pass. The windowless room, that's expensive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> windowless room, I mean, I think that's, um, Better for energy efficiency. There's absolutely no way for heat to get in. And then cool air, if it's cool in there, it just, like, locks in there.
1: I mean, um, it's, it's
0: not going to smell nice. I mean, i love to get a room of, like, Joe Manchin and um, Chuck Schumer in there. And it's the meme of, like, hey, what does room smell like, though?
2: Anyways. Yeah, yeah. I need, I need that, like, real, real fast.
0: As their aides scoured the hallways outside to ensure the attempt at a truce would not be detected by other senators or reporters. It was the start of a frenzied and improbable effort by a tiny group of Democrats carried out over 10 days entirely in secret that succeeded this week in reviving a centerpiece of, the pres- of Biden's domestic policy plan and held out the prospect of a major victory of his party- for his party months before the midterm and congressional elections. This is kind of like what we're talking about here. There's this secret backroom deal. These talks that let me get rid of them right now. They were driven by major concessions made to Manchin, who demanded fewer tax increases, more fossil fuel development, and benefits for his home state. At least he's mask off.
2: Hey, at least he's like, look, man, I care about two things, fuel, is it and Virginia, is it Virginia? I think he's from Virginia, West Virginia, right? West, West Virginia. Oh, yeah, he's definitely from West Virginia. I care about two things, fuel and West Virginia, baby.
0: But he doesn't even care about West Virginia. If he cared about West Virginia, he would be advocating for jobs... For green energy for West Virginians.
2: Okay. Because he cares about West Virginia re-election.
0: Yeah. He, I, he only continually gets re-election because he keeps doing the old-fashioned to all of his donors. Uh, that's a tease for later in the Kyle Kalinske segment, if you will. Mm. Uh, they also featured... Appeals to his pride by fellow Democrats, reassurance by a former Treasury secretary that the package would not add to inflation, and many, many Zoom calls between Schumer, who had just recovered from a case of coronavirus, and Manchin, who tested positive as the negotiations unfolded. And now Schumer and Manchin are working to rally their party around their compromise, put forth an announcement uh, just yesterday. It would set aside $369 billion for climate and energy programs. So, okay, that's, mm. that's a little bit of it. As well as raise taxes on corporations and high earners while lowering the cost of prescription drugs, extending health subsidies, and reducing the deficit. Mm. Um, that's definitely a major part of it, but...
2: That's a, that that that's that's not negative news that's that's pretty positive
0: yeah um of course in this situation sure you have Joe Manchin but that doesn't necessarily mean you have all the democrats because any one democratic senator can be the new Joe Manchin for this bill and that gives them a lot of power to that gives that one democratic senator a lot of power to play with things I mean, if I were Bernie Sanders, I would hop in here and go, okay, this is my Hail Mary moment. I'm probably not going to be president. This is the closest thing to like groundbreaking power I'm going to have. I would stand up to Joe Manchin here in some way if I could. What do you think?
2: That's true. I mean, anybody is liable to be the new Joe Manchin for the party. Um, I feel like, though, I can't really – I'm trying to think of the 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 – Democrat, I'm trying to think who else would really be opposed to this bill. I can't really think, those are kind of the big opposers. They're kind of like Joe Manchin, Kristen, like those are the kind of big opposers, you know? So it's like, I would feel like this bill shouldn't get too much pushback. Yeah. I'm trying to think who would. I don't, I don't think so. You really hope. Um... Yeah, but I mean, it's positive, right? You're making a bill that's going to address some of the major. Things people talked about with the lowering prescription costs, um, taxing some of these uh, billionaires a little bit of money that they don't really care about. Yeah, like that's the stuff we want to see addressed. Now, do I think it's going to be big margins and big numbers? No, but it's something, you know, it's and out of Joe Manchin being down, that's insane.
0: Yeah, the package would set aside $369 billion for climate energy proposals, the most ambitious climate action ever taken by Congress, and raise an estimated $451 billion in new tax revenue over a decade while cutting federal spending on prescription drugs by $288 billion, according to a summary circulated on Wednesday evening. So those would be pretty interesting things, and a pretty surprising deal from Schumer, who, again, is like a coal baron, essentially. Absolutely. So it's really yeah so so here's the important part success the package was not assured in a private caucus meeting with democrats on thursday morning schumer began laying the groundwork for promises to for promises to be an arduous process of steering the compromise through an evenly divided senate the task is made even more difficult by the the chamber's arcane rules the democrats bare minimum majority and a coronavirus surge among senators so this is i did a podcast or a you know, a podcast and a, you know, stream show in early 2021 called Thank Dan It's Friday. And now we're doing this on a Thursday because your boy's struggling out here. <laughs> no, thank but... Um, Dan,
2: thank Dan It's Thursday.
0: Yeah, I got I, I, I got kicked out of Friday. They're kicking me out the door. They're kicking me out the door on that Jeb Bush. But what I talked about, why I hammered home like the nerd I am was the filibuster because... As Joe Biden's administration was first beginning, I was like, "Okay, cool. They're going to promise a lot of things. They might do some things. They might try to do some things. They're probably going to not do much. And that's going to be because of the filibuster and the reconciliation process that comes out of that. So to quote this New York Times part right here, Democrats plan to advance a bill using a fast track process known as reconciliation that shields certain spending and tax measures from a filibuster skirting solid republican opposition now remember the filibuster basically forces any vote in the senate to 60 votes as opposed to 50. the democrats Mm. on not even a good day but literally the best day on earth (laughs) like one of the best days you have in like a decade have 51 votes but usually it's joe manchin oftentimes it's kirsten cinema who are that one vote who decides nope i'm not gonna do anything and then they're going to side with Republicans to make it 51-49, and it's just disastrous. So, Kirsten Sinema, who had also been a holdout on her party's domestic policy package, skipped the meeting with Schumer on Thursday and would not comment on the bill or indicate whether she planned to support it. She dispatched the spokeswoman to say she was reviewing the text and waiting to hear if it complied with Senate rules.
2: <laughs> sure. Dun, dun, dun. She said, you know what? I'm trying to be a super villain in the room. So, um, it's, it's, I have nothing but things to say about Christian cinema that would leave us being off this show or being off of Twitch. And we, you know, be, be a YouTube exclusive only. But well, there's um, so much to learn. <laughs> like it's, it's insane to me that like, here we go, trying to negotiate with one demon and the other demon's like, hold on, y'all forgot about me though. <laughs> like, let me let me let me get mine off real quick. Let me have my little bit of fun and leave you guys in suspense. So hopefully she just uh, reviews those Senate rules uh, when it comes to this bill and um, you know just just pass it because this is this would be this would be a pretty big plus in the Democrat Party because it's been a a smooth amount of L's um, for a while now. So it'd be kind of big. It'd be, it'd be, it would be that kind of, that kind of bill is what I would, I vote Democratic Party for. Like you want stuff like this to come out. You want climate change bills. You want relief, debt relief. You want, I, I want, sorry. I want, you know, student debt relief. There's these things that I want in terms of when I vote for Democratic Party, and this would be a good one. So Chris Sinema, please do not make me angry as much as you did in 2021, please.
0: Yeah, I wonder what dress she's going to break out when she gives, like, you know, a little curtsy thumbs down for her. You know
2: she's going to rock her jean jacket again, and just to piss me off. She's going to wear the jean jacket, just to make us angry. No,
0: no, that's going to piss off her donors, who will see that as appearing too Canadian. Um, (laughs)
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) Jordan Ryan in the YouTube chat. YouTube chat popping off today. Shout out YouTube. I love y'all guys. Shout out my team. But, Jordan Ryan... Uh, kind of talking to our earlier plane conversation saying that I believe yes Caesar at high speeds when you hit the ocean, it's like hitting concrete. So when you're like floating down, making a controlled landing, it's probably easier to, or like preferable to make it into land.
1: Hmm.
2: Okay. Well, hope you can swim. Good luck.
0: Yeah. Um, Adam Risch talking about cinema's plan to uh, hold out. On her party's domestic policy package, basically waiting on to see if it here with complied with Senate rules, is basically a, it's a very good point, Adam. Waiting to see if the Senate parliamentarian will sink it first. The parliamentarian was a a lovely little villain we had in this, you know, super paper Mario of an administration, where we tried to pass, I believe, some law like I th- maybe been part of like a, it was a no no, I think it was trying to get the fifteen dollar minimum wage to be part of. Some bill, it was like the COVID relief bill or just like an omnibus spending package in 2021. And the Senate parliamentarian said, Hell no. N- yeah, that this unelected position was essentially just like, oh no, you're not allowed to do that because there's this rule saying that you're not allowed to do this X, Y, and Z thing. The Senate parliamentarian is unelected, they exist to talk about rules. And there's really no rule saying that you have to listen to the parliamentarian. It's 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 the Senate recommendation. It's the Senate hall monitor, so to speak, right? And if the Repo- if the Democratic Party wanted to do something for people, they could advocate for uh, minimum wage increases wherever they can. They could show they're fighting for people, but instead they're like, oh, nope, dims the rules. We can't do anything about the rules. And listen, if they didn't do that 15 minimum dollar minimum wage increase, and we have inflation right now, okay? They would have said that. Oh, you know, I want to know why we have inflation because they did the damn minimum wage increase. Look what's going on. All right,
2: it's a lose lose, yo. Every time.
0: So th- this is just kind of going to say like, and would it have been worse? Would it have been different? I know there's are certain areas in certain places that may not be able to afford $15 minimum wage. I know that's gonna be hard in certain places where <laughs> you're, you're managing to run a restaurant in a state where you can get away running people two dollars an hour because you didn't make it. the rest in tips maybe stop running that restaurant all right there's a lot of jobs out there they're not great jobs and a lot of places actually that that um thing that people have been saying lately that there are like a lot of jobs out there it's starting to be less and less true because by a lot of measures we're in a recession by a lot of what people believe we're in the recession and so there are starting to be like this like sort of like big quit that was happening People are having a harder and harder time finding work because companies are going, oh, I don't know if we can afford to have employees. Even these are companies that generally pay employees like well, and they're scaling back. So you have to wonder what's happening with all these other companies. So but even with that being said, if your business is built on paying people, poverty rages. Which $7 an hour is a poverty wage. $15 an hour barely gets you a one-bedroom apartment pretty much anywhere in this country at this point, right? Yeah, so
2: here.
0: If, if we're not going to increase the minimum wage, we need to do something about cost of living. And that involves some policies that are going to feel radical to a lot of people. But if you start having those conversations, you're going to start to build the temperature for what people actually want and then when you do that then you start to build public opinion and then you can have someone like AOC kind of go to the wall and say let's do universal housing and then people debate that but then some democrats forced to go oh no 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 let's not do universal housing but you know let, let, let's do let's do vouchers to get people off the street or whatever compared to what Donald Trump compared today which were literally uh tent cities in between the um downtown and the suburbs
2: and it's crazy because like this 725 minimum wage is like not just it's not like in areas in america where it's low cost of living some of the most expensive places in the state hawaii you know um outside of waikiki the waikiki area is like 7.25 an hour you good luck getting a spot making seven dollars an hour living in hawaii like come on now what are we talking about here um and you can barely you can barely do that with la's minimum wage just what 15 now or 14 something like that you can barely get a place in la doing that so it's like imagine out there which is Hawaii and California are both tied for like the number one most expensive places in America. Oh, back and forth over and over. So, yeah, it just it, it's insane. I think that what you're what you're saying is right. I think that there need to be some bills that are passed that are gonna have to change the the cost of living to change um, maybe pr- the exorbitant prices of materials. Whatever is gonna help these companies not have to spend excess uh, and and maybe. Down downgrade some of the effects of the recession so people can at least be able to afford w- whatever they can like they can afford what with their with their salary they can afford to live you know that's a problem I mean I'm in my personal life I'm with the company that's talking about possibly laying people off because they just can't afford it so they can't afford to have the staff so it's like you know it it, it becomes tough for all of us and it's not just for an exclusionary a uh, group of Americans it's your everyday American very commonly around people and. For those that say, oh, well, they're just not taking the jobs, that's like a boomer line. You're not going to take a job that's going to pay you less. That's not how it goes around here. So it's like these, the, all the jobs that are offered, they're not paying any kind of competitive, if not abysmal salaries.
0: Yeah, people are saying that um... – oh you know this is a free market people make uh free decisions and that's why i have a system yeah and in a free labor market people are making the decision to say i'm not being paid what i feel like i deserve to be paid so i'm gonna Bro. not work this job i'm gonna not apply to that job i'm gonna apply to something where i feel like i'm paid what i deserve based on my skill set my what i'm in doing what i've earned what i can be doing and so but you're right like Uh, it's really tough for a lot of these businesses and I feel for it too. Like I'm trying to start a business right here and it's one of the worst times to do it because there's so many, like people don't have as much disposable income. They're tightening their belts. They're thinking, okay, uh, subscriptions, those are hard things to do. And so I'm really appreciative of the people who have subscribed, but that's something I constantly worry about. It's like subscriptions come due and things like that. But for like, So, please, if you have the ability to donate, join.syndicate23.co to get, like, bonus content for PowerPort. We really appreciate it. But, like, ultimately, we'll be fine. We won't be, like, our, like, unhoused neighbors, so to speak. Like, we have a lot of resources, thankfully. But for people who... Like, people like Donald Trump, who don't understand that... Or don't care to understand that the American system has created it so that if you don't have any resources behind you and you don't have a job because of economic conditions that are out of an individual's control, you can do your best at your job. You can be pretty good, but economic conditions get tight and your job has to lay off people or go out of business or whatever has to happen, has to happen right? And this is a country with trillions of dollars of all kinds of debt, whether it's student loan debt, car debt, credit card debt, etc. People are... 50% of the country is like one missed paycheck away from total financial ruin. That's They're close true. to ending up on the street. And I want to really fast here play Donald Trump's idea of, you know, how we react to that. What, what to do with people who are in that precarious situation or already in that precarious situation. People who have been through the ringer in that and where they want to go with that. So let's begin the sickening thing. Courtesy of Mediaite and um, via Newsmax.
1: All kinds from all places lying along the roads. That's without the tents. all kinds from all places lying along the roads. That's without the tents. And then you look at the tents and the homeless and you say, what's happening to this great bastion? Perhaps some people will not like hearing this, but the only way you're going to remove the hundreds of thousands of people, and maybe throughout our nation, millions of people (laughs) we're talking about, and help make our cities clean, safe, and beautiful again, is to open up large parcels of inexpensive land in the outer reaches of the cities, bring medical professionals, including doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, drug rehab specialists, build permanent bathrooms and other facilities, make them good, make them hard, but build them fast, and create thousands and thousands of high-quality tents, which can be done in one day, one day. And you have to move people out. Now, some people say, oh, that's so horrible. No. What's horrible? Is what's happening now, because now they're intense. But most of them aren't even tense that function. All okay.
0: It's really intense. They're very intense. Mm-hmm. They're God. in so many tents. I don't know how many tents.
2: What a what a poet, man. Trump, I know the issue here, man. I know the problem is I I, I got to put you up on game. I'm gonna put my my my, my glasses on the with the with the gold rim because I'm gonna put you on game right now, dog. Cool. You don't need, you don't need to do all that. Permanent bathrooms make them hard, make them fast. You don't need that, dog. Just build the people some damn housing, man. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> We're gonna do all this uh, <laughs> work to build tents and build permanent bathrooms. You know what's easier than building permanent, hard, fast, strong bathrooms? Building a freaking home, dude. Build some units. Build some apartment structures. More Section 8 housing. Make portion of Section 8 housing and apartments into free housing to rehabilitate homeless people. A nationwide
0: housing program. A nationwide housing program. I think
2: it's a way. Unhoused. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing here?
0: Yeah, a nationwide housing program. First of all... You, you talk about nimbyism in the Republican Party. You think building a tent city that's like a, a barrier in between uh, the, the suburbs and the inner city. I mean, the, the most on-the-nose thing to that is literally in Berkeley, California, there is a place um, in between Berkeley and Oakland where there is a sign towards Oakland that says there and a sign towards Berkeley that says here, and they're pointing at each other. Here, there, you've seen this if you've gone to Berkeley. And, like, there's a huge homeless encampment there. And that's where all Berkeley pushes out the homeless people as much as they can towards that area. And here, there, is as much as they go, all right? That's pretty on the nose. But what Trump is talking about is essentially that. We'll make these nice bathrooms. He's still talking about that um, Day shooting stuff. So he's talking about hard targets. We'll make these bathrooms good. We'll make these bathrooms hard. Listen, I'd I'd be down for some, like, clean public restrooms out there. I'm an advocate for clean public restrooms. But what i talked about earlier on uh tyt today on jr's show um was that america loves stopgap solutions they love solutions they love like emergency room solutions so to speak where okay the disasters already happened. you already have the bullet wounds now now do i help these bullet wounds to make sure you like at least stay alive i don't know how you're going to be afterwards but like here's the best we could do here um what what we need to be doing especially when we're talking about homelessness is dealing with preventative issues what can we do to do like help people before they get to the point of they are on their last paycheck they are about to lose their house they're about to lose their job all these downstream issues that happen all all these things that get to drug addiction how people don't have easy ways out of drug addiction that aren't just being thrown in jail essentially right like There are things we could be doing in society to prevent a lot of the ills of homelessness. And then these issues are a lot easier. For example, if you have sidewalks would be cleaner, for example, if unhoused people had clean places that were maintained to use the bathroom. All right. So that solves one problem. All right. It doesn't solve being unhoused, but it solves an edge case the problem because this is a problem that's bigger than bathrooms it's also a problem that's bigger than high quality tents as adam um sorry uh yeah yeah adam says in the chat on youtube high quality tents he says the gqp is now the big tent party
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the big tent party kind of sounds sick i'm not gonna lie (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah i'm sure you've heard that saying of um being uh the idea of being a big tent party having people from multiple different ideologies all under one umbrella. Democrats say they're this. Republicans say they're a big tent party, but um, you know, there's some people we don't need to be necessarily a big tent for. <laughs> on this bed forever. What's the thread count in these high-quality tents? It's all about the high-quality sheets that go in the high-quality tents, bro. It's all Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thread count. Yeah. Hmm. Especially since we're talking about on this bed forever. Uh, I-, I like the... I-, I was told jersey sheets are good. They're really breathable.
2: Absolutely. Um, I'm still shopping at Walmart, Wally World. So I don't even know. I'm gonna lie to you. My 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 sheet game is not up there yet, but it will once they uh, pass this new climate change bill. Ladies, <laughs> Caesar's sheet game not up there yet. Uh, put me up on game, please. No, but you know it reminds me when he was talking about this uh, tent thing. It reminds me. And I think someone from another country can relate just like myself. Like it reminds me of like favelas in Brazil. It's like, it's like, Oh, your answer to, to homeless, to addressing homeless is to build, move the tent encampments that were deemed illegal. Like we had this issue in California where not the homeless being there was an issue, the issue of rehousing, removing them from areas. Um, During COVID they were forced to move out of uh, that, the along the river trail, Near Garden Grove, when it had the, the homeless encampment by there. Then they went to Venice Beach and they said they couldn't be on Venice Beach, even though it was closed during COVID. And they brought a bunch of trash barrels and forced them out of where they were. Your answer is to build what, like your own version of slums with hard, fast, strong bathrooms? That's not the answer, man. That's not going to help anybody. We have seasons here. Who wants to be in a tent during a 100, 100 degree summer? Who wants to be in a tent during the winter? Are you insane? No, build people homes with insulation. They don't have to be fancy or shimmancy, but give them actual homes and insulation so they can live, breathe, use a restroom, a small bathroom, studio units, whatever. Just we need to build something where people are close and safe, not just enclosed in in shade and covering. I put a picture in a chat of what it's reminding me of when he said it. It reminded me of the movie District Nine. When the, when the aliens came in District 9, the, the aliens were living in these refugee tent-like camp areas. And that movie is very symbolic to a lot of what's going on in the world, which is why I loved it so much when I was younger. But that's an example. like what, what You're going to build those areas, deem it closed off, have, have hospital people come in and check on them and give them vaccines and stuff and shots and all that. That's not the answer, man. Even though I kind of sound like an anti-vaxxer right there. That's not the answer, man. The answer is just let's build actual... Housing for them, and then have and you want to supply all these psychiatrists, psychologists, drug rehab specialists. My man went down a list. You can still provide all that, and have part of the stipulation for people to live there for free is to be attending weekly and monthly and routinely uh, uh, cycles of visiting people to get them back rehabilitated, back in the workforce, and rehabilitating their lives. That's the proper course. That's how you talk to people about it. Not like this, not, not in demon mode that Trump's on.
0: Yeah, um, I I was listening to you. I was just making sure we were uh, having sound on Twitch because no, Bam good, was gaslighting me, saying that we no, were muted. Good, you're good, you're good. Oh, no, he's saying I got y'all
2: muted, but I yeah, he wasn't hear. gaslighting. He, was, he just he just viewing us talking.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. I, I was gaslighting myself because I was reading things really quickly. Because you, <laughs> you, you said you dropped something, you said you something in chat, and I was like, oh damn, something in chat. Let me put it up. No. I meant
2: like in Skype. I dropped pictures Skype, so in Skype. That's all.
0: Oh, okay. Um, that was that noise I heard. Yeah, I'm p- putting it even open on Skype is mad, but I, I'm gonna try to get this photo of the favela up here because, um, yeah, it is very kind of important for
2: people to kind of understand. It, yeah, it's a little hard for me to get up here right now. Um, no, you're good. You're good, but yeah, yeah. it's just like that doesn't work like that, you know. Like, it, it it doesn't work. It doesn't work in other countries. It doesn't work in countries with the far worse GDP and, and and third world countries. It doesn't work there. Why the hell would the answer be here? Just building tent encampments? That that's what? What does that mean, dude? Like, what do we? And let me guess, they do this right. What do you think they're gonna put them, Dan? They're going to stick them in Death Valley. They're going to stick them out in the desert in the middle of nowhere where the land is cheap and it's blazing hot. And these people are going to die out there. They're not going to go, hmm, there's some extra land in Calabasas. Let's put some people there. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to do that. The, the, I,
0: I remember my point that was like more directly related to what you are talking about. In California, I, I don't want to really say lucky, but like it's one of the more temperate conditions you can get in this in the United States so to speak, if you're unhoused. And, you know, the heat is unbearable. If you're in, like, luxury tents and you don't have any ventilation, you don't have any water, it's, it's terrible. Like, you, you, it, yeah. you'll suffer from heat stroke. Like, air conditioning is almost not becoming a luxury. It's something you need to have in Los- in California, in Southern California especially, because of how hot it gets, especially the further you go inland. And so that's not good enough. But, okay, this is just the best-case scenario of California. Everywhere else is either much, much hotter Like Arizona, New Mexico, or much, much colder, like New York, or much, much wetter, like Miami. Can you imagine um, unhoused people in hurricanes, unhoused people in snowstorms? This is happening all over the country, and this is just the elements. And so I really appreciate what groups in Los Angeles, groups across the country are doing. Uh, Local grassroots groups that are oftentimes related with leftist organizations that are making sure that unhoused neighbors are being taken care of. They are fighting against sweeps that are happening in Los Angeles. They're the worst, especially they'll wake people up at 5am, tell them to leave. Um, They'll take their stuff downtown and they may lose it. They may not. So oftentimes it goes unclaimed. It's an absolutely miserable ordeal. What people go through and the sort of idea of let's just in a a Patrick from SpongeBob way, let's just take them and push them somewhere else. It sickens me
2: hate it insane insane take to do that like that's what people want to do they want you know what a lot of the problem with you know the the dealing the dealings with the public with unhoused and homeless people it's it's not that the problem is that they're homeless it's the problem that's in their vision it's in their life it's around them it makes them uncomfortable well the answer to that is not by sticking them where you can't see them and sticking them in in tent shacks wherever you want it's about if you provide proper housing for them and they'll be getting their way back. And people that counter that say, oh, they'll just want to stay there forever. First of all, you don't know that. (laughs) You have no idea about that. You're assuming, okay? Like, you're absolutely assuming there's no... You're assuming that people that live homeless are doing this because they're doing this because they enjoy it. They're doing this because this was an opportunity given to them, and they took it. That's not how it works, I'm sure if they had the opportunity to change it up and be able to provide a better life for themselves, they would do it, okay? Because no one's goal is to be uh, unhoused or homeless. That's not someone's goal in life. And I think that we need, with the wonderful way we have capitalism, I think it's the least we can do to help these people out because capitalism is the reason why they're there right now.
0: I love what chat's saying, and I'm trying to get chat on screen right here. I'm going to kind of sit down and reformat some of the Power Report branding so i can just easily put a chat box in here and not um now that you're a chat fan i like chat i like chat i you like the interaction chat on
2: screen though <laughs> I, I
0: i'm a fan of chat on oh yeah we were having these conversations got up to the
2: that. dark side let's go boys <laughs> he's <damn>. in
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i i do enjoy the interaction i do enjoy I, I think people like seeing it on screen and it's all good but i do want to catch up a little bit to what chat is saying but adam Rich says i remember that movie great movie uh, uh on this bed forever saying great movie speaking of movies whenever i read the PowerPoint logo i instantly think of poltergeist the movie poster Ooh, i like that's that. that's kind of fresh yeah yeah i was really just going for like a minimal thank you i really appreciate that um um i was on, from on the bed on this bed forever i was really just going for actually we because i remember you and i and uh the guys kind of had like approval on it too, but like we're going over the formatting and design for it. And I just want something to be very kind of extremely minimal for ease of editing, but also almost as like a statement. Like we're very trying to be different from other shows, very trying to take things in a different angle uh approach things from a better perspective and so it's almost like negative space where a lot of stuff is like swooshy graphics and red white and blue shades and weird abstract things It's like no flat black white kind of like you know power to people kind of thing
2: like my pearl necklace (laughs) pearl necklace listen what's the deal pearl gang and hashtag pearl gang you know what i'm saying hashtag pearl gang we here Fake pro, by the way, you know, your boy not balling like that. That that Twitch money not coming in yet. (laughs) Not yet. Um.
0: Okay. I think I want to talk about Brittany Griner. Yeah. Let's do it. Have you. Did you talk about Brittany Griner on We Made It Podcast? I believe there was an episode.
2: We might have. I think we covered a little bit of it. Yeah, we have.
0: Yeah. But basically, if you don't know, there's a WNBA player star named britney griner who has been held in russia for the better part of most of this year i'd say they said that they found cannabis oil uh in her bag while she was traveling uh why was she traveling in russia because a lot of wnba players quite a few nba players even uh a lot of professional sports athletes in the united states and across the world play internationally during their off seasons to make extra money because a lot of these players are not making that much more money than like a working class, middle class job. And so to make ends meet that way, they do this travel. Um, so, you know, different countries have different really strict rules. You know, you can make whatever excuse. I don't really know necessarily why. Like, oh, it was a mistake. It doesn't seem like she had intent to sell anything or whatever. It seemed like it was going to be for personal use or stuff like that. But countries have rules. Nevertheless, of course, Russia is in a battle with ukraine and invasion really and that invasion has turned into a little bit of a proxy war where the united states and much many european countries are donating uh, spending a lot of money getting a lot of arms weapons etc aid to ukraine and so russia is seeing that as like okay this is a directly against our battle thing and so it's speculated widely believed that Brittany, Grimer being hel- Brittany, Brittany Griner being held in Russia indefinitely um, is sort of like a negotiating tactic that Russia is trying to use to maybe get some stuff out of America. And so we now have some news from that today. I'm going to try to get that on screen right here, Zs, in a one second here. Oh, look at that. Look, look at my hosting skills right there. So CNN reports, and it's an exclusive, that the Biden administration is about to offer um, convicted Russian arms dealer in exchange for Brittany Griner and another uh, prisoner by the last name of Wellen, Paul Wellen. And so CNN reports that these sources told CNN the plan to trade bout for Wellen and Griner received the backing of President Joe Biden after being under discussion since earlier this year. Biden's support for the swap overrides the Department of Justice, which is generally against prisoner trades. Uh, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said Thursday that so far there is no agreement on this issue. So this is some speculation. CNN was able to report this, but Russia is being coy with whether or not this deal will go through or if there is a deal, so to speak, which is, you know, smart negotiating for them. But I want to go a little bit further into this. Uh, speaking at a press conference, Blinken, uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, said that Biden was directly involved and signed off on the proposal, although Blinken did not confirm Bout was part of the deal, and he can't get any of the details of what we proposed to the Russians over the course of so many weeks now. In terms of the president, of course, he was not only directly involved, he signs off on the proposal he makes, that we make, and certainly when it comes to Americans who are being, able to be ar- who are being arbitrarily detained abroad, including in this specific case. Um, I'm trying to find some information on who the other guy is. I'll do like a quick control find on that, but, oh, whoops, there we go. We love typing on a screen here, but. Wellen, wellen, who you is. Oh, so wellen who's been held by Russia for alleged espionage in 2018. So That's kind of what we know about him, I guess. So is he a spy? Is he not? It's, it's alleged, but, you know, Russians will, like, allege whatever. Um, I almost kind of want to Google this and figure this out. Let's do some fun live journalism. Shall there we? You. So Paul Wellen is a Canadian with U.S., British, and Irish citizenship who was arrested in Russia and accused of spying. Received a How 16- did he get all three? I mean, yeah, I, I remember doing a story on Good Morning Bad News where there's a guy it was a Russian spy who had I want to say Canadian and Brazilian citizenship and then tried to get into Eastern Europe somewhere. No, no, Italy for something. Mm. He tried to break into what was it like the Hague? It was the international court or whatever. And they were like, yeah, how would you get so much citizenship? So, you know, citizenship to a lot of countries, definite spy moves. That's a question there.
2: No, for sure. In some countries like the United States, um, limit how many other citizenships you can get along with the American citizenship. That's kind of crazy.
0: He worked as a police officer. He's done law enforcement. He enlisted in He's the a Marine hog? Corps. Nope. Um,
2: we're going to trade Griner for a hog? I'm good. Never mind. We don't need him.
0: After a court-martial conviction in January 2008 of multiple accounts, quote, related to larceny, he was sentenced to 60 days restriction, restriction, reduction to pay grade E4, and a bad contract discharge. This specifies charges against him included attempting to steal more than $10,000 in 2006 in Iraq, using a false social security number to create a false account on a government commuter system to grade his own examinations. Homeboy was logged into the school loop trying to change the exam finessing. scores. My man,
2: my man was finessing out there. That's pretty awesome. Don't try this. I'm not going to lie. lie. I'm, 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 now I'm in the middle with him. Now I'm kind of down to bring him back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, according to the Wikipedia, on uh, December 2018, uh, he was arrested by the FSB, the Russian Federal Security Service. Welland's twin brother, David said that Paul arrived in Moscow on December 22nd to attend the wedding of a formal Marine at the Hotel Metropol, Moscow, and to assist the groom's family members on their first visit to Russia, a country he had visited many times. He said his brother planned to return on Michigan on January 6 via St. Petersburg. However, uh, Peters uh, basically a, an outlet that is actually run by a Putin critic said that Paul had $80,000 in cash temporarily confiscated during a customs inspection at Domodedovo Airport, and according to the New York Times, Welland had acted as a local guide for the wedding guests, but had decided to spend the day of the wedding to meet a friend, per the account of other local attendees. Dave said his brother entered Russia using his U.S. passport. He and his brother had been in, not been in contact with his family, and he was formally charged on January 3, 2019.
2: Damn. That's, that's a crazy uh, winning trip. Yeah. <laughs> Escalated real quick.
0: Apparently, uh, Paul had bragged about knowing an agent of the FSB, according to reporting from the BBC. Uh, and he was privy to an unusual cache of details from his friend. So, it, it's a very interesting thing, but, you know, America has taken a lot of interest. Oh, look, Audio Face stuff. America seemed to be taking a lot of interest in this guy, along with uh, Brittany Griner. What's interesting and in this good. I'm glad that there's some attention being paid to this case because you know there've been people who've been talking about if this was uh, an NBA player, this is like LeBron James in the same situation. Uh, we we would have been sent troops in there, right? Would have been
2: had him out. Oh, negotiated. we're we're putting boots on the ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boots yeah, on the ground. It's a it's a horrific situation with Brittany Griner. I mean, what is it like? It was literally like a vape pen that had traces of. Marijuana in it, in the oil that she was in the oil of the vape pen, and then they're like, obviously these boomer writers are like writing it as if she's transporting boxes, but they're misinterpreting what cartridges means. And if anybody's ever seen a vape pen, literally the oil cartridge for each one is like this tiny little thingy, like nothing. It's a joke. She had like a few of those, like it wasn't even serious. Even if she had a lot, I'm like, she's literally going overseas where it's illegal. So. If anything, it's not like she's gonna be able to re-up on her stuff, so she probably wanted to carry a bunch of it for personal use. Once again, not saying this is right because it's it 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 can it's illegal to do that, yes. But that does not mean someone should be detained for over 160 plus days in prison because of this. That's not how it goes down. And it's it's I'm glad America's finally doing something about it. Brittany Griner should absolutely be, be, be rescued and brought back. And if you want to charge her for anything, let her charge under American court system because she's a citizen of ours. we protect our citizens. Especially when this happened in a country that's very hostile and volatile. This country's literally in a war for the past six months. Um, Yeah, br- bring Britney back, please. Like, th- this is insane. So I- I'm glad they're finally doing something about it. And um, the exchange, the people we're trading, kind of wild. Like, we're, just, we're getting the arms dealer. It's insane that this is even, like, level like that are y'all like people are telling britney grinder to stay over there like conservatives and it's like come on man like are you insane right now because if that had been someone from your party or whatever you would not be saying this that's that's a horrible thing to say no one deserves to be uh, in prison for the rest of their life in russia over carrying cartridges of vape that happen to have a little traces of marijuana and like get out of here dude that's an insane take. It's literally about to be almost federally legal in this country. We're going to make people go to prison for this. It's absurd.
0: Yeah. um, Caesar, kind of like what you're talking about here. Charlie Kirk tweeted, in case you weren't aware, the Biden regime is attempting to swap Victor Bout, a Russian prisoner convicted of conspiracy to kill U.S. citizens and officials, delivery of anti-aircraft missiles, and providing aid to a terrorist organization for a WNBA player who hates America. It's like what are they trying to? Do? What's he trying to do? Is he trying to say like, oh he, he, WNBA player? He
2: really thought he had a fire tweet right there, didn't he? He thought he had a. He thought he had a banger when he wrote that out. He's like for a WNBA player. He thought that was a banger. For someone, if Amazon has one point
0: seven million followers, his tweets never get any traction. One
2: point seven million followers, and this dude getting booty ass like four K likes. Four point eight. Give my, give my man his respect. And th- honestly, and that that's a high level day for Charlie Kirk. That's a good day for him. That's yeah, a this real good they, for they, these
0: are good RT numbers for for old Charles. Yeah, right th-
2: this is this is him booming off of insane tweet. Any other tweet, he's getting way less than that off of one point seven million bot followers.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I. So I I
0: do want to read some more about Victor Bell. Let's give him the old Wikipedia treatment too. Uh, please don't. Oh, yeah. I, uh, cool, I. Oh, cool. Oh. I thought for a moment I hit the print button on Victor Bout, and I was going to send just that to my thing. But anyways, yeah. So, Victor Bout is a Russian arms dealer, an entrepreneur, former Soviet military translator, who reportedly uses multiple air transport companies to smuggle weapons since the collapse of the Soviet Union, and was nicknamed the Merchant of Death, which is sort of badass, right? Well, that's
2: kind of hard. The Merchant of Death? Yeah. Jesus.
0: Bout was arrested in Thailand on charges of terrorism. Um... I wonder what terrorist organization he was going to provide weapons to, because Ronald Reagan essentially provided weapons to a terrorist organization. Like, there, there, there's a lot of, there's, there's a
2: lot of, a lot of presidents have provided weapons to terrorist organizations in <laughs> their <every> time, <laughs> unfortunately.
0: Yeah. So like, if that's going to be the thing that, uh, <clears throat> if that gets him, it's like, oh boy, you, 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 you got us. Like,
2: is, are they, are they going to do the Spider-Man meme? Like, where they all pointing at each other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you got caught, sucker.
0: <laughs> so yeah, the day after the Bangkok arrest, the U.S. DOJ charged Bat with conspiracy to provide material support to a terrorist organization. I want to know what this terrorist organization is, because I, like... I bet Charlie Kirk just read the Wikipedia article, too, or just straight read... The Department of Justice released from the Bush administration.
4: Mm. Um, let's see. Let's look at this.
0: Sent millions of dollars worth of Based weapons to Colombia. the to the Fuerzas Armadas Revolucionarias Colombia, a terrorist organization in Colombia. You know them Colombians. Got to watch out for those Colombians who are really trying hard to get the United States.
2: Yeah, man, those Colombians are really kind of really, really putting the heat on us in America.
0: Yeah, especially with the food. <laughs> with the spices <laughs> and the food. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Um, No, I'm really trying to read in here. Um, He sold FARC a lot of weapons. Um, listen, I'm not saying these guys are great. Like, he yeah. had 100 SAM surface-to-air missile systems could provide helicopters and armor-piercing rocket launchers, could arrange a flight crew to airdrop weapons to the Colombian territory using combat parachutes. Um, I was working, I was about to charge the DEA spies essentially $5 million to transport their weapons. And then during one of the meetings, he provided the DEAs with a digital memory stick, oh, shout out to the PlayStation Portable, that contained an article about um uh, Bout and documents containing photographs and specifications for the surface-to-air missiles and armor-piercing rocket launchers that Bout was supposedly able to provide. Okay, so he was gonna, you know, trade some arms. He didn't even have any hostages. This is still better than what Reagan traded. Um, this is some cold hard cash. I want to read a little bit more about the FARC because, like, I don't, I don't love them, don't hate them, but like, I think they're relate because what Charlie Kirk is saying here is that yeah you provided aid to a terrorist organization but conspiracy to kill u.s citizens and officials and providing aid to a terrorist organization those two things not necessarily connected here you're trying to imply that oh he's basically arming al-qaeda when it's like no he's over here doing some arms and weapons dealing which is like just like a regular you know drug lord stuff the
2: day in america me baby i don't know what you're talking about
0: this, this <laughs> is this is drug lord stuff here like but what's implicit in this tweet here, we just, did, we just went down the rabbit hole for Charlie Kirk trying to figure out what this stuff is. But what's implicit here is there's a WNBA player who hates America, and I think they should rot in jail. I think they should rot in Russian jail, and the Russians should do whatever they do to people in jail. Which is what they do is uh, psychological torture, mental torture, physical torture. This is what we know and what's been recorded, all right, uh, let alone what we don't know. So, Charlie Kirk's basically saying this black woman can rot in jail because she's a WNBA player and she doesn't meet Charlie Kirk's standard of patriotism.
2: Yeah. Charlie Kirk's like, this black, lesbian, WNBA player, and not, like, like unfortunately, uh, we, we just... And it's a woman, all this, like, all this, all the explosive things that makes... Charlie Kirk quicker, like, uh, quiver in fear. Um, He's like, yeah, this horrible America-hating monster needs to stay over there. Um, And I I just can't, for the life of me, advocate for someone to be permanently, basically exiled to another country over, like, bringing weed. Like, I just can't even, like, imagine that. Literally, Charlie Kirk says that, but I bet he just, I bet he got toasted with his friends last night. I bet he has friends that literally just go do a pickup right now, and it's crazy to me when people have insane, um, um, these insane explosive takes about marijuana usage. And I'm like, literally, like uh, could could go, I could go right now and make a pickup, come back, smoke on the show right now. Nothing would happen. I'm not going to jail for it. I'm not get arrested. So, this is the, so why should she serve damn near 160 days plus already in prison? in russia it's it's inhumane get you won't please, even get banned from t- as possible
0: you won't even get banned from twitch for token so if you want that should be the standard if you won't get banned from twitch we should be allowed <laughs> it should be Wait, allowed you in get banned for law.
2: twerking dude never mind i don't want to go by that rule
0: no no tor- token not twerking
2: well you get banned for twerking so i don't know
0: <laughs> i said toking i said in in inhaling can you know we're, we're gonna test it out at some point but um anyways Charlie Kirk's a clown. He he and Turning Point USA tried to sue the View over this little toss up, like threatness of the View over this little toss up with having
2: Turning Point USA boot, booty as hell.
0: Yeah, it was a little toss up. Turning Point USA at one point h- had to fire someone because of ties to white nationalism. Anytime you find like covert secret right nationalists on the right on the right wing, or like in the in the world in general, they're never left wingers. They tend to be like uh, former producers on Tucker Carlson's show, or former people yeah. who work for Turning Point USA.
2: Probably one of those guys was in the back of the U-Haul in Idaho ready to go to the protests. I mean, uh, just, it, would, it would be unsurprising
0: to me. We don't know that for sure, but it would be unsurprising. But yeah. the, the idea that... So the idea that you would have people who are on the extreme right, the white identity extremist type people... Anywhere near you when people like Turning Point USA have not done, have not made an effort anywhere near the left to try to push these people away. They, they, yeah. they, they say anything that's about teaching people why white nationalists are wrong and why you need to push against white identity extremism. There are people who are teaching that that is against free speech. There are people who are saying that that is wokeism gone amuck. Right? They invented a word called wokeism to try to package their... Um, D- don't pay attention to the ramifications of white identity extremism ideology, okay? And then they want to try to sue the view and make a big deal out of that because there were who, white nationalists very close to one of their rallies, and they didn't want the lines to be too blurred. It does. It doesn't seem clear that they were like one and the same, and if the view said that and made that like clear when they weren't one the same, that's certainly a mistake. But mm-hmm. it's not like Turning Point USA is doing a significant job at least a bare minimum standard of like a democrat to clamp down on this sort of racist language because when people on the left people further than democrats so to speak put a tamp on this racist language and call it out charlie kirk will be the first person to defend that stuff
2: oh absolutely
0: yeah um not too much in chat right now uh on this bed forever said you have a printer so fancy dan uh yeah no the the people i live with um we we print things from time to time i've actually we've taken to starting to print tweets um <laughs> some of them are just very funny and like relatable to us so that's a fun thing to do but kind of want to switch gears here this is what i want to talk about the 2024 shadow primary so democrats running in 2024. yeah so is joe biden gonna run in 2024 we don't know this for sure honestly
2: can can he not we don't want him to
0: he said that he would be a one-term president he wanted to be a transitional candidate and then very early on to his presidency he said you know what? Let's have Biden run for re-election again. Elizabeth <laughs> Warren apparently just said that Biden should run for re-election. Uh, she's dead to me. <laughs> and has been she since 2020. Elizabeth said that? Elizabeth? Come on, Elizabeth! Yeah, she, she Elizabeth. said that President oh Biden should God. run She'd for She's been
2: whiling, dude. What the hell?
0: I... I, I want to pick my words carefully. I yeah. think that Elizabeth Warren is best in the Senate. Because she does things there that I like, fighting for student debt relief, although apparently Joe Biden's a very tough wall to get there. Apparently she and Chuck Schumer are major evangelists for that. But anytime it comes to presidency, Elizabeth Warren makes me so upset.
2: I mean, I think it's fine to know that presidency is for everybody. And um, during that last campaign, the Elizabeth Warren thing with Bernie did bother me a lot, but I'm kind of over that. I'm just accepting that you're not ever going to be a president to vote for. And I'm cool with that. But this comment, like, you want Biden to come back? Why? Like, I, I don't even understand what his, like, numbers aren't even high. What what are you doing? Like, what? I don't Maybe she's just trying to coalition support or she was told to do this by the party. I don't know. But Biden already looks like he's damn near destroyed. <laughs> oh, my God, this article. <laughs> he, looks, so, he looks so destroyed already. Yeah, we had that
0: uh, thing earlier where C is being busted. I love how BAM and Twitch chat saying, where's C's headphones? I oh, no no know. C's nice. too baller for that today.
2: I got the headphones on. When we get the gaming on, the headphones are going to come on. I promise.
0: We're relying on the Skype auto-ducking today. No Siri, Bob. Absolutely. But yeah, so this is a Slate article by Ben Mathis Lilly. So do any of the newer Democrats who might replace Joe Biden in 2024 have what it takes? I think that's a really interesting question because I don't think Joe Biden has what it takes. And I don't think a lot of Democrats have what it takes. Listen, there was a really, I don't want to play any clips from this because it was really disgusting. I think it's um, out of the news cycle now, but we were just talking about Charlie Kirk and his uh, Turning Points USA action sort of conference. We had Ron DeSantis, you had Ted Cruz. Uh, You had basically the starting lineup for Republicans who might run in 2024, not named Donald Trump. And they were playing the hits, throwing the red meat, saying... We're gonna do X, Y, and Z. Screw gay people. We don't care about pronouns, uh, etc. Ted Cruz says my pronouns are kiss my ass. Like,
2: yeah, my pronouns are kiss my ass, like, boy. If you don't stop,
0: yeah. DeSantis made some um interesting jokes about grooming considering... Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Matt Gates made some interesting jokes about grooming and references about grooming considering his alleged but, but, situation. Matt Gates
2: is really enjoying his freedom a little bit too much. That man might have to... He might, he might be printing out driver's I driver's license plate soon if he keeps playing no. games. <laughs> the hell is he talking about? you talking real comfortable up there, buddy.
0: But my point is that the Republicans do a phenomenal job. A phenomenal job at working their talent. I'm a... I don't want to use the phrase massaging their talent, but or gr- oh, grooming, grooming their, their talent. talent. Yeah. 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 Grooming their talent. Yeah. So to speak, one they do a good job. Yeah. They do a good yeah. job of figuring out Bam, San and yeah. Chat, our favorite Cuban Ted Cruz, but people are getting to the point that. <laughs> I'm also looking at another chat. Sorry, because uh, on the bed forever says like Sam Cedar about printing out tweets. <laughs> this. <There's, laughs> um th- there's a lot of ways i'm a little bit too much like sam cedar for being under the age of 30 but um <laughs> th- thank you for pointing that out and then um real house cat says my theory is they hate the word woke because they think it sounds i think it sounds black and we've been talking about that woke is a word that originally comes from vernac- from black vernacular as uh, uh michael chase said it was a black term for knowing when the white folks is trying to kill us <laughs> So, but what I'm trying to say is that Republicans are really good at grooming their talent, and Democrats don't have a really good starting lineup. You try to look at some of, like, the top Democratic stars, the people who get the most attention, Bernie Sanders, about to die. Like, I hate to say it, about to die and and a loser. Like, he didn't do – I think there were a lot of things working against him in the 2020 primary. I think everything was working against him in the 2016 primary, but we tried him twice. We weren't able to get him totally across the line. And ultimately, I think that Bernie Sanders made some bad decisions with who he picked with his uh, campaign team, and he made poor decisions on not hitting it and differentiating himself from Democrats more, because people don't like Democrats. People only saw Bernie Sanders as a Democrat as an end to justify the means. You need a major party to get in there. Donald Trump was able to say he was a Republican, even though he started off attacking uh republicans love of the war in iraq and afghanistan but he was able to call himself a republican because he's using that infrastructure bernie sanders squandered his chance to say hey i'm using the democratic party infrastructure to take over the thing and shake it up because i hate democrats too bernie sanders has the record but the democrat party ate that out the democratic party has alexandria ocasio-cortez but she hasn't been able to grow or do anything partially because she's shot herself in the foot multiple times on strategy And partially because left-wing media has attacked her, right-wing media has attacked her, and the party itself has attacked her. Nancy Pelosi has attacked her. Nevertheless, AOC... that's a demon, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, AOC, nevertheless gets a lot of the attention in the party. She gets some of the new ideas. She's closer in touch with the younger audience in the party who are for things like student debt relief. They're for things like climate change. Things that are constantly fought for by older people or things things that are not seen as a higher priority by older people in the party, but things that would actually get people votes. Would get Democratic Party votes, rather. So... See, see, go ahead and jump in here before we go into these like 2024 candidates. But this is kind of the situation no, that Democrats sure. have kind of jumping in, kind of
2: leading into this. No, for sure, I think that's a big problem. I think there's a lot of almost infrastructure infrastructure issues with the Democratic Party. We're not taking advantage of of, of getting the proper candidates lined up. We're not. Uh, the Democratic Party has not done a good job of boosting other members of the party, talking about who's next. All I've heard online is all these Republicans and all the Republican people uh, boasting about DeSantis. Oh, DeSantis. Oh, yeah, I'm going to move to Florida. DeSantis is the best. DeSantis is this. They, even when it's all garbage trash, they're like riding and advocating for each other. It seems like there's a lot of division with the Democratic Party right now, and that division has led to no one being able to become a frontrunner. And typically in the past, Democrats have always kind of had somebody where people are kind of keeping their eye on, like, oh, okay, this guy's kind of coming, or oh, and this and this, and it, it looks like a little bit of reeling. Now, I don't know if that's something internal that has caused this, but it sucks because, you know, the people who I like, I know Americans are going to vote for. Would I want Bernie to go a third time and be in office at 85? Hell yeah. that's, a, that's not, Let's do it. Because I know he would get also a, a, a vice president that I'm comfortable with as well. Um, so I, I don't know what the deal is He's not going to run I, I, I don't really know what his stance is on that But people are going to not vote for him Because it's the third time Maybe third time to charge I don't know um, AOC garners a lot of attention But she's probably the first candidate I've ever seen That has gotten actual social media presence And when it comes to social media presence there's We know how the internet is The internet you're going to get a bunch of blowback And so other senators who get to move in silence and make mistakes, and no one really pays attention. AOC has literally negative zero room to do that. There's nothing like she can't even she she they, when she bought a thirty-four thousand dollar Tesla, they were talking about her being rich. I'm like, oh, d- huh? <laughs> okay, literally Joe Manchin's there, but okay. <laughs> so it's 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 it's, it's a lose lose. There's other people I like in the party that don't aren't really running for presidential. Uh, positions, but maybe they want to do it in time. But unfortunately, I kind of want answers now. I want to know who's next. You know, the people who I like who are younger are not looking towards that. They're looking who, to get their Senate seats back. They're looking to get drop back some names. Congress. Who do you, who do you like? I like Cory Bush a lot. I like a lot of other representatives. Um, there's even representatives who are doing not so good in in different regions. Real House Cats is shout out. scenario was just lost in Texas, but
0: I want to shout out Real House are, Cats. Uh, Katie Porter.
2: Yeah, Katie Porter, like there's people, but it's like it looks like they're really trying to hold on to dear life to their Senate seats and their Congress positions because the funding and, and the push of the Dem- of the Republican Party is so strong that it's like it takes really the top-tier echelon Democrats that are able to afford doing these multi-campaigns where they're getting their seats back and running for president. So I don't know what the deal is. I don't want Biden to come back. I, I really don't want another Biden term, but Literally, Biden picked a, a a twelve a twelve hog district attorney that is a robot that is not functioning. And normally, when the Democratic Party loves to prop up the vice president as the future person to run next, right? It was weird with Obama Biden. That was a little backwards,
1: <laughs> but
2: but this this is how it usually goes down. And this vice president, no one cares or likes. So Biden is. Getting as low numbers. Our vice president has worse numbers than Biden. So it's looking rough right now, especially in comparison to sitting where we are now. We're looking at the Republican Party and how they're gearing up. We're like, damn, uh, we got to get something going now. Let's see that money going. Let's see that uh, uh, campaign, that funding you're asking for, Pelosi. Let's see that put into action because I want to see some representatives come to the forefront for the Democratic Party.
0: Y- yeah, let's. I, I think. Th- you said you made a lot of good points. So I kind of just want them to stand on their own. Um and uh, but the one thing I will add is that the Democratic Party. They need that apparatus. What you usually do is like you have, you start recruiting at the local level. You, I mean, like, not not even. There's how you recruit talent, how you groom talent, but you have talent that is in office right now. Like I remember when I was covering politics day to day professionally, um, as I'm starting to like do again right now, um. We covered Pramila Jayapal, and she was critical—one of the most critical people in actually getting Medicare for All close to being passed, um, or at least like drafted like to a house to the House floor and like showing how that would actually work mechanically down there. I think she's a really good policy person. Are you going to say, Cease?
2: I have a quick question for you. Um, as we, th- I think this generation that's coming up and turning eighteen, becoming eighteen, this new generation that went through the COVID era, went through everything that went down, went through the Trump presidency, and we get a lot of those hardcore, you know, rad libs and, uh, uh, um, um, uh, you know, those those young kids that are the TikTok generation, right, that are, like, starting to be coming to the fold into the voting space. Don't you feel as if the party that takes more of the punch from that would be the Democratic Party? I feel the like Democratic Party is going to have a harder time transitioning from the the '90s and 2000s Democrats into the younger party Democrats the, the the TikTok Democrats that are coming up, I think that transition is going to be a lot more difficult because maybe there's a lot more kids coming up that are seeing more progressive ideals into Medicare for all into the into school. And a lot of these kids are foregoing college, you know, they're, they're looking at their entrepreneurship and their own journeys, and that doesn't really coincide with the traditional moderate Democrats. So that feels like a big obstacle for the democratic party to jump into. And the people in the party that kind of do a better job of adhering to them, they're kind of v- vilified. They're, they're not accepted all the way. There's like a separation in between the democratic party, between those people as well. So I feel like democratic party has a big, a big hurdle to transition into uh, um, and moving, getting like the younger generation to, to buy into and, adapting to the policies that they're doing and moving in together because that division is uh, becoming more split as these as these kids are kind of getting into the 18 and becoming the voting age.
0: So I guess just to be clear on what you're asking me. Mm-hmm. Those are really interesting thoughts. I just wanted to be calling the question. Yeah. Is it I, yeah, I guess like are you asking me how will young voters react to the younger part of the Democratic Party? Because I I think it's possible that the reliance that Democrats have had on the youth vote, they may have gotten themselves lucky here because Republicans jumped the gun and shot themselves with the foot with um what am I trying to say? With the Roe versus Roy stuff by striking that down. Because now you're just gonna be energizing a lot of progressive voters who care about uh reproductive rights and now they're going to be signing a clue and going, Wow Brandon's been goofing over the past two years. We've we've been talking about on PowerPoint, things have been really kind of slow rolling. We've been doing episodes that only justify what the news is really coming to. But now we're back coming onto things. I think people are going to start plugging back into politics, watching shows like this, and we really appreciate you watching, and going, whoa, damn, (laughs) things are really messed up, and Joe Biden's not doing many things he wanted us to do. And so I think that response, like, the sort of assumption, we saw this initial rage. I think that's still kind of there and starting to be built into a lot of people's politics. We saw it after the gun debate and we saw it also after Roe v. Wade got taken down. Where we knew that, okay, Republicans are ghouls, but the Democrats don't have any real plan to fight this. Uh, my comment that got a lot of traction is Republicans hate you, Democrats fail you. And that's something that's being internalized by a lot of the folks that I see – in tiktok comments a lot of younger people that i talk to um like younger than me now around my age older than me but still like within this uh <clears throat> millennial gen z cohort right mm-hmm. so the democratic party brand is not strong right now uh r.i.p <clears throat> d's and miro so like it is a real kind of it's gonna be tough i think for there's definitely that generational divide if democrats are liked um they're seen as a mitigation effort against republicans they're generally going for younger more progressive people but i mean i'm sure you have places or situations where it's a crappy moderate to conservative democrat versus a definitely terrible republican and people just vote to put that democrat in for more years in power and just sucks
2: no for sure i mean we all know this. We talked about this on PowerPoint. The reason Trump didn't become president again is because he shot himself in the foot in his presidency. He didn't provide certain things that the people needed. He he fumbled his way out of um, stimulus packages. He didn't provide all the stuff. We were looking around other countries and going, yo, what the hell are we doing here? So he lost that himself off of basically just ego. That was his fault. Now, when it comes to that people are like, I'm going to vote because I just got to get this dude out of here. It's getting explosive. It's getting wild. I'm not, I don't want to do this. People were literally uncomfortable and they had to get this out. It was getting uncomfortable. And as we're seeing by January 6th hearings, it wasn't just the people uncomfortable, staff and, and everybody top down. It was a very uncomfortable feeling with this man as president. So now we transition into the, this generation, the time has gone by COVID went by the 2020 year went by and it felt like three years went by. It was a long wild year that transition so much stuff that we almost forgot about happened from from the protests and now with roe v wade and the republicans pushing to get all the scotus uh to get the last minute demon uh bills passed they're trying to get to is a good and bad thing it's a good thing to adhere to their conservative uh, voters but now you're causing a bigger division bigger animosity among a majority of this country as we saw i mean I know Bam has talked about on the show. he doesn't really know about the poll numbers, but I still think a majority of Americans are heavily disagreeing with the with the with Roe v. Wade and everything. They, they think that there's no way they should be taking away reproductive reproductive rights from women. Um, that stuff is gonna fuel a lot of the young youth. And we, as we know, the Democratic Party does a horrific job of accepting those within their party, like justice Sin- Sin- Sinceros and other people like that who are from the younger generation. Who are coming up from uh, different backgrounds, uh, lower poverty system, not not daddy was a uh, was big time senator, got me in here, hooked up kind of style. Your everyday person that went to political science in high school is like, you know what? I'm kind of feeling this. I want to do this for myself. I want to make a difference in my community. Those people that are community impactors are not wanting to get bigger positions. The Democratic Party does not do a good job of propping those up, advertising them to us, showing them off to the public. They get destroyed. Um, By other moderate Democratic parties that are just the yes men and that sucks because either you're gonna the result is either going to be lower voting numbers and we're going to get rocked again or it's going to be divided voting numbers and then it's going to get real weird. (laughs) I don't know how it's going to go. It's like the primaries are going to be very interesting this time. I'm very interested in these primaries because it can go one of two ways after primary season's over.
0: I mean, it's gonna it's either gonna be. This continued Malay's slow roll towards destruction and fascism that I was scared of in, honestly, 2015, not to toot my own true. horn, but, like, so it's something I, like, you you know, especially, I've been annoyingly worried about since 2015, and I've gone yeah. from being, like, the anxious doomsayer to being the, the prophet, so to speak. Yeah. But... Hello, messiah, it,
2: messiah in the house.
0: It, it's either going to be a continued slow roll towards that... If the Democrats retain what they have or don't lose too hard or even win. And it's going to be a waterslide to fascism if the Republicans win, especially if they gain control of the Senate, especially if they gain control of the House. Because all it's going to be is Joe Biden's veto power, and then what they're going to have in their pocket is the thing they love using, which is uh, big government Democrats. We need to stop the power of the president and the executive uh, ability to do things until we get in power, and then we're going to give the executive the ability to do whatever we want to do, so long as it's in our uh, completely capitalist interest. I really, really do want to go towards this, um, who are the Democrats that might replace Joe Biden yeah, who might have what it takes here <laughs>
2: They'll let us keep ta- getting his tangent go ahead, yeah. go ahead. Um,
0: but, I, but I did enjoy this Conversation here I have no yeah, idea so. how I'm going To break this shit up into a podcast maybe people Like these three hour tangent Joe Rogan Style podcasts uh, <laughs> Probably they don't we just
2: need more weed And food and, and steak and liver And we'll be good dude
0: And, I, and I, cigars I, the, the best I can get you is um One of those things and some beyond beef Jerky but I guess that makes me a soy boy
2: Um Yeah, you're a soul boy libtard, and you're going to get canceled for it now, so good luck. No soy and Beyond Jerky, specifically says on the label.
0: Uh, Anyway, so North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper, no. Number eight, Michigan (laughs) Governor Gretchen (laughs) Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer's being hyped because she was the woman who read the State of the Union address, and I definitely called this back. Okay, let me go back to number I'm kidding. Hell yeah, Gretchen. But like, I literally call this back then, whoever, whoever the Democrats put on to do the Democratic, like, you know, sort of like response to the State of the Union or whatever is like who the party is looking at. It's usually a governor. It's usually someone who checks the, kumi cam. it's usually someone who checks the social justice demographic boxes of the day. She's a woman. So like you at least have that there. Of course, I don't find anything wrong with a woman president. I would love there to be a woman president. I most importantly want there to be a president who aligns with my values. And that can come in pretty much whatever form.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm down. I mean, if it's a woman, sweet. If it's not, all good. I just want someone that follows the politics and values that I'm looking at. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really know much about Gretchen, to be honest. I don't really know much about her.
0: Yeah, I just don't think... I was talking about this in the YouTube chat just now. But when someone in chat suggested Katie Porter as someone who the Democrats should be thinking about drafting, and I don't know, maybe she's on this list right here. I think that a test, an unfair test, but a test nonetheless, that, like women, that women face, um, if you're going to be a Democrat running for office in this environment, unfair test, but a test nonetheless, is that you need to be able to both dish it and take it. You don't need to just not only be able to have thick skin, to be able to handle the sexist... rhetoric, the, like... absolutely misogynistic, uh, violently gross language that will be said about you as a woman who is running for office the memes that will be made by surrogates the things that democrats won't even stand up for you on and denounce and reject you have to have really thick skin on that and a lot of men running for office don't have that thick skin they don't have that ability to not only take but also dish you need to be a fighter you need to have zingers as well all right the only reason I thought Kamala Harris would be useful or good as a vice president is because I feel like she's good in debate mode. She's good when she's on a judiciary committee and she is grilling someone because she's like, "Oh God, that's that's my mom when I'm in trouble. I do not want to be involved in that." She's bringing out, yeah. she's having me choose between the belt and the switch tonight. No way, yeah, like that. Yeah, no, that for sure. Cop Kamala working for me <laughs> and for in my interests is not bad. Yeah. All right. But, like, in anything she's an absolutely, like, weak politician, and she's proven herself to be inept to uh, friendly fire questions, okay? Like, Charlemagne the God questions, okay? Like, uh, Katie, like, like, CNN anchor questions she can't even answer, right? And so, you, you need, I'm not saying this about Gretchen Whitmer necessarily, but I haven't seen this about Gretchen Whitmer, is that you need to be able to handle all of the extra bullshit that unfortunately comes with running as a woman in the Democratic Party and running as a woman in the United States in the 2020s, so to speak. And I haven't seen Gretchen Whitmer go all out and be able to prove it. Um Amy Klobuchar, for example, I think has thick skin, stapler Amy. But I don't think she that she, But I, But I don't think that she's gonna be able to land the insults the humor the kind of demeanor that people are going to need from uh, a politician in this case in this in this era so to speak right uh klobuchar is talked about a lot by maybe this list i don't know let's keep going down this list and uh no i i literally don't even know why roy Cooper's here so whatever pennsylvania lieutenant governor and prospective senator john fetterman the guy who's running against um, Doctor Oz, I believe. That's an interesting one. Maybe I I don't <clears throat> I don't see that much. I mean, he's not endorsing Medicare for all, but he claims to support universal health care coverage. That's a red flag to me personally. Mm. But let me just zoom this in here so people can actually see it on the stream a lot better. Um, yeah, I don't like that aspect. There we go. Gavin Newsom. This is where it gets fun. So, Gavi Boy, he's the one who, if I don't know if I can find it, but he basically put out this poll about, or I like basically put out a response video saying that California is not going to be the kind of place like other places in Florida. Essentially, essentially attacking Ron DeSantis and his anti-gay policies and things like that, saying that, hey, if you want to have a a marriage equality and free lifestyle and do all these other things, California is welcome and happy to have you. Similarly to how Texas has been like, hey, go ahead and leave California because cost of living is too ridiculous. Or how Florida has been like, hey, come to our state because we have low taxes. We have very little government or whatever and we have a lot of wealth flooding in here because of the exodus of uh, money coming from new york to miami after covid Mm. so listen i like gavin newsom in the sense that he's a fighter i have no qualms about his ability to take it to the republican party i have no qualms about his ability to take it to Donald Trump Jr.'s ex-wife Kimberly Guilfoyle. He, he, he did. Gavin
2: Newsom is a cutie. I mean that's a handsome man right there. That's a handsome president. We I think as as in the shallow party, the shallow party, we'd be really doing a better job of getting some better-looking presidential candidate. candidates. We it'd be a we'd be going from a 1 to a 9 from Gavin Newsom from, from Biden to Gavin Newsom. It's a handsome fellow right there. What? Oh my god. That, <laughs> that, that that that's we should get banned off that picture, dog. <laughs> oh God! Uh, get Gavin Newsom, that's, that's a handsome man right there. Let's get let's get some Gavin Newsom. Let's, on let's here. Look at his look at his look at that slick back. Ooh, hairline king too. That's some California yeah. shit right there. And uh, look at that million dollar smile. That's that man. There you go. You know what I liked about him when they was trying to when the Republicans were kind of pressing him over the remember the Carson running and all that the. The good times we had about him getting uh, uh, kicked out of office—he he held frame, dude. When he was having them parties during COVID, he held frame. <laughs>
1: okay,
2: How's it down. That's the government. That, when he was doing them illegal parties, where we couldn't even go out, I couldn't even go see Dan and bother him. He said, "I'm having parties in Calabasas, and I'm holding frame." You French, need to be able to do that. You got a president able to do that.
0: French laundry, goddamn it!
2: You know what the fuck it is. <laughs> but yeah I don't I don't really know all of Gavin Newsom's stances politically I am I'm sorry I I, I always look for if my vet list comes with Medicare for all do, 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 I don't see that I skip you and the only thing that makes me stay for Gavin Newsom is that smile I'm okay I'll stay a little longer but I'm gonna skip usually
1: the
0: pros for Gavin Newsom are the fact that he's a fighter he fits that you know like good-looking politician kind of thing and, mm-hmm. like, honestly, listen, I don't want, I don't desire another straight white male president, but I think in this kind of time and climate, you need to give the Republicans as little uh, <laughs> woke bait as possible.
2: Dan, say, we, we need to calm the whites down. <laughs> <laughs> These are times of trouble. I know you want your minority representation. I know you want your women and your and your minorities. But listen, the whites are upset. So yes. we must give them the Gavin Newsom. <laughs> we to, you know, it's, it, it, it's it's give and take in America. Um, they're not ready. They're not ready for minority representation. They damn near took away reproductive. They're taking away reproductive rights already. We gotta calm the whites down. I gotta calm them down.
0: <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> Number five on the list of rooney here. Colorado Governor Jared Polis. So let, let, let's not, not look at number five here, and I took uh, Newsom seriously. Uh, but, oh God. Polis is from the Mayor Pete School of being extremely, almost casually conversant with the facts um, in any, of any given manner. At one point, he started listing teacher salaries in three neighboring school districts. He's also handy with positive-seeming technocrat phrases like... We need to have a greater offset as a backstop.
2: Oh, oh. God, that's, that's the my sp- kind of guy right there.
0: <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that's gonna kill us. Is the main thing. Yeah. Um.
1: Like. Yeah. That that is. One of. The thing about Pete Buttigieg, like,
0: we need to create the opportunity for the possibility of a better tomorrow. Like, all these different, like, terms and things, they turn people off politically.
2: They do, and um, Pete Buttigieg, shout out Pete Buttigieg, get a lot of heat for going on maternity leave. Good for him, you know, take care of his kid, happy for him. and his. Yeah, his... not going to slander him that And they, and they were trying way, to though. blame him for the, the docking, the, the ports of Long Beach and L.A. being crazy. It was Pete Buttigieg's fault because he took maternity leave because it wasn't a man in office to take care of business. That's the problem. Um, I just don't like people who use politics. I think he's a little corny for me. I'm not a fan of it in general. I'm not a fan of him. But I'm not going to hold that stuff against him. That's that's disgusting. That's dumb and immoral. Yeah, But he's I, just not the candidate for me.
0: Yeah, he, I'm talking purely on policy things. Um I am even going to not necessarily bring up the 2020 Iowa caucus stuff right now because I'm not going to get heated today Right in a moment. but No, no,
2: no. We're, we're going to have a good evening tonight. We're going to get heated in video games, not in Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. <laughs> not Iowa caucuses.
0: <laughs> but Pete Buttigieg would be like a Barack Obama technocrat. Like, it would be so boring. Like, he, he would yeah. not make any change. All the things he would do would involve um, more LGBTQ prison guards. Like, it would be so bad. Uh, Chris Murphy. He's being hyped because he represented the House District in which Sandy Hook Massacre took place. He is a leading the recent negotiations that resulted in the first major gun legislation in decades. And oh, he led them. And he is just generally one of the few Democratic senators who both number one seems to have some influence in the party, and two, is good enough at public speaking that makes people occasionally want to hear things he says about Congress. <laughs> Wow, what a take. <laughs> what a low bar.
4: Yeah, Illinois
0: Governor J.B. Pritzker. God, I'm... S- Listen, I'm, I'm sorry, Stream, because all these people are so boring. Like, like here's the deal. Like, they
2: understand, dude. They understand.
0: Like... Okay, I'm going to read this here. First off, God bless Illinois and Chicago politics. A quarter of the debate reviewed for this was about some sort of scandal related to a favorable tax reassessment. That Pritzker had gotten by taking some toilets out of some big house he owns. He's one of the heirs to the Hyatt Fortune. I'm out. I'm out. The last thing Democrats well, do.
2: What's wrong with a rich man?
0: The last you thing. You want
2: to come the whites down?
0: <laughs> fair. Um, it's not good. I don't think that we should have another rich person running no. and representing the Democratic office. I mean like inevitably most politicians will be in the upper class, so to speak. But we don't you know. need like it, it's, it's not gonna work for us. Airs is not representative of what we really need right now.
2: I feel like it'd be tough to to not get that. I mean it's kinda gonna happen all I feel like in a lot of circumstances I mean not my typically my figure politicians, but in a lot of cases politicians do come from a little bit of a better background so they're able to you know get this stuff kind of going and I think it's something we can avoid but it, I would like to I would like to avoid the 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 millionaire billionaire I just feel like doing this now kind of vibe I'd kind of want to avoid that a little bit
0: uh there's New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy um Wait, is that the buff guy
2: no oh, oh, no, okay. no 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 that's that, that's that's different guy Phil Murphy? Oh, Phil What's Murphy! Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember seeing this guy before. I'm okay. Seeing <laughs> <laughs> him before, you're good. I'm good, dude. I've seen this guy before. I'm good. Mm. He doesn't meet my quota. Mm. That's a... Uh, not a lot of symmetry there. I mean, he doesn't I mean, meet my quota, dog. I'm good. I had enough of this. Alright. meet my quota, dog. <laughs> Whoa! These, these, who got him on Canva? Get him off Canva. Three? Four. Three? <laughs> Four. Anyways, five. Trump, Trump has okay. a bigger Trump has a bigger butt than him, so that's a that's a no pass also. <laughs>
0: uh, Power Powerports an ass podcast. Let that be known. Absolutely. Um, no shame, but we do enjoy number one. Raphael Warnock. Uh, I'm so sick of Democrats. Raphael them... Warnock is number one. I'm so sick of Democrats and their magic Negro complex. Really, Warnock
2: number one?
0: Wow. He's done about the same amount as Barack Obama did in the How Senate in, in the same period of time. So sure, fuck it. I don't care. I don't listen. Maybe he'll have Prada appeal. I think he might even need to um <laughs> there, goes prog- there goes progress there goes progress rights in my state. I want to <laughs> say for New Jersey. Um For Phil (laughs) Murphy, Uh, what a guy. Let go, Phil Jersey. (laughs) But, yeah. Raphael Warnock, I want to see him more on policy. Maybe he's inspiring, but I want
2: to see him more on policy, honestly. Okay. I I have no beef with Raphael Warnock. I just was surprised he's on the list. I I think, like, I think, uh, let let me keep it a stack. If you're going to give me Katie Porter or Raphael Warnock, I want Katie Porter. I like Katie Porter a lot more. Katie Porter as really dope. She does a really good job in the Senate. She does a good job in corners. She does a really good job in hearings. In that aspect, in like the law aspect, where she's like going hard in there, she handles herself fantastically. And I think she does a good job of, uh, of communicating and talking to people, too. I'm down. I don't have a problem with her at, at all. I just don't know what, ton, other than the stuff that was the amazing work that they did in Georgia to advocate for Democrats and the Democratic voting and stuff that went down. I know he's a big proponent and a part of that. I don't have any beef there. I just don't know enough. I was just surprised that he's number one. I, I, I didn't expect that. Usually when you see these lists, you know they're going to put someone like Gavin one because he's a California Democrat. They're like, oh, California Democrat governor, he's number one because of the population. But I guess that Georgia thing has had a bigger impact than I realized in terms of the eyes of the Democratic re- uh, population reading and this this reporter at least. Um, no, I, I would like to learn more. I don't really know... Um, I can't believe Herschel will debate him. Ridiculous. Oh, my God. That would be beautiful. Can we have that? Oh, my God. I'll debate Cr- I'll
0: debate Christian Walker if Herschel Walker will debate Rachel Oh, yeah. yeah. Can not.
2: we have like a, a pay-per-view special after the Jake Paul fight? We'll have Dan versus Herschel Walker Jr. Or Christian Walker. Then we'll have Herschel Walker versus – Oh. Please, Freudian slip. Would- oh. I would <laughs> – I would
0: – I would – I don't know if I should have this recorded on stream. Yeah, screw it. Let's see what happens. I would do a boxing match with Christian Walker. Like celebrity boxing. That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be
2: great. I'd we rock him. That I'd rock him. That'd be no contest. No Can contest. We, you know what? YouTube boxing had their fun. It's time for politics coverage to get their hands in the ring, baby. <laughs> Come on now. Can we get some political streamer uh, boxing events? What's going down here? Who's throwing hands? Um. Uh. Dan, either you take either you take Christian Walker or you take Beanie Boy over there. You take Tim Pool Beanie Boy. That's a good matchup. I think you I think you'd serve up Beanie Boy real good. Take Beanie Man. He can't wear a Beanie in the ring, though. Take it off.
0: I mean if he took off his Beanie, the smell alone would put me in a TKO. So like I'm not do Kirk it. Versus
2: Tank. <laughs> Yes, dude. Please, we're gonna make we're making some heavyweight matchups here, dog. Let's go. Tell so
0: you Jang as in like jank? I hope, hope God Yeah, I
2: think he meant Jenk. Please let Jenk versus Charlie Kirk hey, that's not fair. Literally Jenk's a, a, a Turkish man. That man will pumble him into oblivion. I'm also trying don't to do like Turk, I'm also God. trying
0: to do like age class and shit like that. Like Charlie Kirk Charlie Kirk is and no, you're all good. I don't expect anyone to spe- spell Jenk's name right. I just wanted to make sure that um I wasn't, you know, missing some other leftist one. No, way. I understand what you meant. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're all you're all good, there goes progress. Pro- progress. Sorry, there goes progress. You're all good. But no, maybe who would be on the rational national and Charlie Kirk? I think that's a good fight. Or maybe Ooh, David Pakman. Quartering?
2: Can I get the quartering? Let me get the quartering dog. Let me get the quartering. Let me get the quartering. <laughs>
1: Let me
2: get the quartering. Come on! I know he pees on the floor of his own basement and all that wild stuff he does. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 65. I can get down to 260. I can get down. I can lose a little weight to make the weight class. Let me get the quartering.
0: <laughs> Vouch versus. yes okay Um, but before we do celebrity boxing so ultimately this article all this stuff trying to do a dem shadow primary before we even know whether Joe Brandon makes it to 2023 or is decides to run or not is a little bit of fruitless effort but I do think listen I think the Democrats need to do a very very quick job of figuring out who that rising star is Cause right now I'm not feeling good about any of the names. I feel okay about Warnock if we did the whole let's run a magical Negro as the Democrats' last hope thing again. Um, i I feel Gavin Newsom honestly. Like I do not like Gavin Newsom. I'm the run who's done like anti-Gavin Newsom segments on Power Report, on Majority Report, on a lot of different shows here. So don't get that like twisted or anything. But just if you had
2: to settle.
0: Yeah, if I had to settle, I'd say I'd go with Gavin.
2: Yeah, I'm down for a fair talk. I just think, I, look, this is the thing. I don't necessarily have enough information or or viewpoints or meetings or town halls to get a base on who I want. So rather than just surprising us on an MSNBC town hall meeting, uh, town hall, can we just get like, can we get at least some, some communication on Proponents, people who've committed, what's the deal? Like, I feel like I'm not really getting that push right now of knowing who's going to be there for sure. Even in, in the chat, you know, throwing on Katie Porter, but th- that's like us not knowing if she's in or not. So it's like that sucks that we don't have a clear communication of who's in or not. Let's get some communication of who's in, who we should look forward to, to give at least the hardcores and the, the freaks like us time to read up on who's going to come up. because. We wanna know who's for sure gonna go. And then when the debates and stuff start, then we can start going, okay, well, um, I wanna see these people talk. I wanna see what they got. I wanna see Raphael and 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 I wanna see Gavin. I wanna see people talking, whoever other party I wanna see Phil Murphy, Big New Jersey in the house. You know, I wanna see these people talking and, and and then start getting the base on how they do in debate format and he'll listen to some of their viewpoints. I wanna get them the hard questions and and see where we're at from there for sure. I yeah. don't know where I can't. You, you said on Gavin Newsom, I guess I would settle on Gavin Newsom also, just because I don't know enough about Rafael Warnock right now. That's also true. I, I'm, I'm able to be swayed upon a primary, for sure. I'm able to be swayed. To me,
0: Rafael Warnock feels like Barack Obama. Like, he's just too new right now. I can't really bet on him that much. Um, the last thing I will say is that there are rumors that Donald Trump might be announcing before the 2020 midterms, 2022 midterms, sorry. So, if he announces in the fall to supercharge the Republican base... Like, like watch out, and that's why I think the Demo- That's why I think the Democrats, maybe not quietly, but like maybe sort waiting? of like you know quietly, they. Sh- I don't know if they'll win, but it'll help a charge up their base, and it'll definitely get the Republicans to decide. Okay, it's gonna be Trump or who else, or who's gonna be the mm-hmm. VP pick. But yeah, because there are Republicans circling the water for Trump right now, going no no, it's gonna be me. DeSantis is running that. Ted Cruz is running that. Um, there- there's a lot of Republicans who are. I feel like uh, Lauren Bobert or Marjor- Marjorie Taylor Greene might try to make a run for that too. They could make an attempt. It, Bobert? I'm purely speculating right please, now, please, but it's please,
2: open. Please, to please, anyone? Please. I want to watch. Please, 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 please.
0: Democrats please. don't have anything like that on coming I'm, down the pipes. So I'm
2: worried. I'm a freak for Republican primaries. Please, 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 please Bobert up there. Please, please. I want to have fun. <laughs> I want to have a good time on this show.
0: So, Real House Cats ask: Are they allowed to declare before Biden announces he won't run? Ooh. The answer is so. There's bad, like form, I guess, so to speak. The answer is yes. You can do whatever you want to. You can announce your run whenever you want to. The issue always comes down to party infrastructure. Mm. If anyone, in the Democratic Party, um, were to announce they're running for office before Biden makes his announcement, that's like think about the ramifications of that now you have to think of high politics here which is what happens when you control the news cycle as a politician that means that on the news cycle everyone's gonna be talking about wow this person threw their hat in the ring before even joe biden knows does this mean joe biden's over it looks like the democrats don't even have confidence in joe biden so all these narratives are going to start spinning around Then Joe Biden's going to be distracted from whatever he's doing by reporters who are going to be asking, hey, what do you feel about um, XYZ candidate who's now decided to run for office? Are you going to be running in 2020? Are you going to be running in 2024? What does it say about Kamala Harris? What does it say about XYZ thing? What does it say about this? What about Donald Trump? It's going to distract from what Joe Biden wants to get done. And if Joe Biden wants to run in 2024, well, that's basically been over and decided for him, I think. That's a power move. I think, (laughs) screw that. And if you're a Democrat who is strong and wants to run and say, hey, just like Trump was the anti-Republican Republican, Republican, I'm going to be the anti-Democrat Democrat. I think that messaging works. Obviously, I want better politics behind that. But no, I don't think no elected Democrat right now with any sort of name recognition is going to buck Biden before that because... If they did, after all that press cycle would happen, then you have to go on the defense from Biden and the Democratic Party. And that means mm-hmm. that you get blackballed. You're no longer going to get access to the Democrats' <clears throat> fundraising abilities. Yeah, they'll turn on you. You won't be able to pass bills that then you can turn around on oh. and say, look at how I'm fighting for people in Congress. All those bills are going to get blackballed. They're going to sabotage you in every way that possible because, unfortunately, that's what Democrats do when you try to skip the line they did that to yeah. Br- so, really fast they did that to bernie sanders in 2016 very clearly they almost did that with the barack obama hillary clinton and bill clinton were loosely alluding to the idea of oh well you know a black president that's kind of that's kind of something isn't it they were playing with the racial stuff that was happening in 2008 around barack obama because it was desperation hockey and looking like they were about to lose the primary that Hillary Clinton had essentially been promised because it was her turn. The Democratic Party gets shisty as hell when you go against them, especially from the inside. If you go against them from the outside in the Republican Party, they're your friends. If you go against them from the inside, they're scorpions.
2: No, you're absolutely right. Um, we've seen it time and time again where there's been examples of when things aren't going in the traditional Democratic Party way, it gets rough for those people. I think in the Republican Party, you get a lot more love for being a radical radicalization of like conservative values. You get like you it's it's like a bigger opportunity. It's a higher chance of you being successful off that than in a Democratic Party when you have quote unquote radical um, uh, ideals and stuff on the Democratic side. Like you're way more successful to get shunned, the smallest real quick and, and destroyed by the more moderate Democrats and. That sucks. So I think they do have if you have those kind of ideals or you're kinda of like on that line where you're like a more progressive type of democratic candidate, your best chance is just to kind of wait and do the traditional style, even though it's archaic and slow roll, especially with Biden. Lord knows how slow Biden's gonna take for all this stuff. Um when he gets it done, then you gotta come in and pick up steam off the back end of that. So yeah, it, it's just it's unfortunately it's tough on the Democratic side to be the other, be the other way.
0: Yeah. Um I agree. Before we go play Valorant, because I almost started mm-hmm. up while you were talking there, and I got really close no, you're to good, it. You're good. I've got to go on to some of this Kyle Kalinske stuff. So there's another 12-minute clip of our long-ass clip, essentially, of, Joe, of Kyle Kalinske noting something that Joe Rogan did and therefore saying that, oh, wow, look, this is a good thing. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's, oh, look, Joe Rogan called Trump a man-baby. Uh, look at this moment. Uh, Joe Rogan is praising Bernie Sanders in a recent clip. Look at that. How can he possibly be a leftist or whatever? Um, and I'm like, wow. How can he possibly be so gullible? Like, how can Kyle Kalinske possibly still be this gullible? Um, to oh, yeah, exclamation this point stuff.
2: Phrases. Oh my god.
0: So here's one. I feel like we're paying too much attention to Joe Rogan lately. His commenters are. Banging into him. Uh one writes, 90% of Joe Rogan's worldview is formed by other people's opinions. There's (laughs) one there's one guy who wrote in here, and I've honestly gotta just like pull up um my long archive of messages that I flooded the group chat with because um this is just when it got great here. But the one person wrote some people are political signposts, and some people are weather vanes. Joe Rogan is a darn wind turbine. Um, Other people, yeah, saying, I feel like we're paying too much attention to Joe Rogan. One guy said, I, I-, I want to see if I can get this tweet up, because it's just way too good. Um, Yeah. This guy says, oh, we're back to our weekly video of giving Joe Rogan the old-fashioned.
1: <laughs> oh. I love
0: that phrase. Like, I'm never going to order a drink the same way again. Like, hey there, hey there barkeep. Could you give me a uh, uh, old-fashioned? Uh, uh, uh. God. My good friend Joe. Kyle, you're making the Bernie fallacy, which is really interesting because Kyle Kalinske criticized Bernie Sanders for something that I'm talking about. I was talking, alluding to earlier in the show about Bernie Sanders being too nice to Joe Biden. And saying, no, this is my good friend Joe. Oh, listen, no, Kamala Harris, he's a good people. By trying to play nice with the Democratic Party, when the Democratic Party was always going to come at you knives out, was a mistake. Yeah. Go after the Democratic Party. Go after them. Because they don't care about you at all. They will humiliate you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, go on.
2: No, I was like, yeah, I mean, it, it's hit or miss. It's always tough to know what angle Bernie could have took of him. He's been off since 91 or something like that, so Lord knows. Whatever it is, though, it didn't work, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, th- that, that comment is like, yeah, my good friend Joe. Is this that, that some kind of, like, Delaware slang, uh, slang? Is that where he's from, whatever? Is some kind of the Northeast slang or something? I don't know. Everybody's a good friend.
0: I <laughs> love how he's like, it's amazing that Joe Rogan and Kyle's relationship parallels Bernie and Biden's relationship. We saw how that turned out during the primary. <laughs> Rogan is exactly like, like a couch. Whoever sits on a couch leads, last leaves their, indent, leaves their indention. Um, I get that. It's a really good one. Rogan just repeats the last thing he hears. Imagine him praising Bernie, de facto endorsing DeSantis, and calling Canada communist in the same week. Oh my god. The amount of energy Kyle spends on defending Joe Rogan is really weird. (laughs) I think this is Bam's favorite comment. To be fair,
2: it's a little, it's a little, my man really is committed to making Joe Rogan a love by the average American. Yeah. And. Average Democratic American.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I only am doing this because Joe, Kyle Kalinsky's continued work as a so-called leftist pundit. While he is defending Joe Rogan, the nation's, perhaps the nation's top transphobe at a time when transgender individuals, non-binary individuals, people in the LGBTQ plus spectrum are not just facing, you know, rhetorical social media. Oh, no. Jordan Peterson made a segment about me kind of hatred. Yeah, they're facing laws that are coming against them. They're facing uh, actual violence in the streets that are coming against them. And instead of rallying to their offense, instead of Kyle Kalinske doing what he did to start his show and speaking truth to power to people, he's instead going, no, listen, I'm really friends with this guy who has a really popular podcast who I'm trying to get on so I can get my uh, YouTube numbers, which have been completely stagnant for the past couple months, to move somewhere closer, higher, and... Um, me dating Crystal Ball is not quite doing that enough for me, so if I can just get one more Joe Rogan appearance, then maybe I can just get a little more clout. Maybe I'm being unfair. But I don't think I am being unfair, because Kyle Kalinske has consistently taken the root of his own poor instincts over what people who have tried to warn him about, where his instincts are taking him, um, have warned him about and that's taking him to now he's losing his own audience why are his numbers not growing because he keeps making videos like this because when i was googling this video uh there's a video where um i'm sorry this is a different video but like i'm gonna make a video where kyle kalinsky's subreddit and people talking about kyle kalinsky his fans are turning on him because of his commentary they're seeing it as getting stale they're not they're seeing him as trying to chase a centrist right-wing audience who um, is flippant towards racial justice or gender justice yep. sees those things just like basic identity politics without seeing white identity politics as a thing so this is something i really want to warn kyle on because i don't think he's one of those bad guys hell maybe i'm doing the same thing with kyle kalinsky that Kyle Kulinski is doing with Joe Rogan, that Bernie Sanders is doing with, uh, Joe Biden. Hopefully, I don't get mm-hmm. to that point. But like, I want to give Kyle Kulinski a tiny bit more benefit of the doubt here because he's done good things and he's actually put his, uh, money where his mouth is and his like blood and sweat where his mouth is in starting justice Democrats. But this is cratering all that stuff. This is the beginning... Like, I hope this is the beginning of the route to one of those Glenn Greenwald stories. You know, I had Glenn Greenwald interview Alex Jones, and I, and I want to play Valorant, so I won't get you on that too much. Maybe we'll talk <laughs> while we're playing Valorant. But, like... I just, Kyle doesn't need to be loyal to anyone, but I would consider you to be a turncoat of some kind if you are deciding to forego your audience for... Joe Rogan to forego queer people in your audience, people of color in your audience, or Joe Rogan. That's insane, dude. But I think Kyle's trying to do it. I hope not. Also, I just want to say right, on really Twitch, just I really fast it. on Twitch, thank you, Pablito, for following. Really appreciate you.
2: But yeah, sorry, see what are you guys going to say. Very good. Uh, thank you, Pablito. I believe that was one of my former followers. Welcome aboard. Um, uh, yeah, I- I can't imagine you would want to throw away some of your supposed ideals, views and values and morals just to get some view clout off of of Joe Rogan. But hey, man, I've seen worse on YouTube.